The camera starts off dark. We cannot see anything, only hear the sounds of slurping. Sorry, my thing just got messed up. Here we go. Okay, thank you. Slurping. Mood music immediately followed by some <laughs> The camera starts off. <laughs> That's how tonight's gonna go. <laughs> yes. The camera starts off dark. We cannot see anything, only hear the sounds of slurping. As the picture fades in slowly, we see a rust ooze come into focus. That sounds really loud in my ears. The slurping? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, why? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Underneath its slimy body, we can see it has surrounded Wybert, slowly undulating over the robotic companion as it lies toppled in a small pool of stagnant water. We can still see Wybert's face, its singular ocular point staring back at us uncomfortably. The normal focusing of its lens gone. As the ooze shifts its position, we can see it leaving rusting marks on Wybert's surface where it has begun to dissolve the little robot. It sits still as the camera stays locked on its face. We suddenly have a smash cut and we see another face. This one is bruised, blood trickling up the forehead and into the silvery white hair of Halbrand. The camera pulls out slightly and we can see he's lying on his back, breathing slowly but still unconscious. And as the camera pulls out, we can see the nubs of his studded leather armor starting to rust away, where minutes ago the rust ooze assaulted our outlaw. This camera continues to slowly pull out, and we see Saruk standing over Halbrand. His weapon stowed on his back, a strange mace-firearm hybrid, is also clearly showing damage. And Anita, sitting here, bending over Hal, working her healer's tools to try and heal the old man. Ruficule stands, staring over the puddle and the ooze, helpless to do anything to help Wybert. Not far away, we can hear the raised voices of the shield marshals, working to clear the debris to give them access to the scrapyard. There's a quick shot of the bag hanging on Anita's side. Inside, the contents of the entire safe vault tucked away within your bag of holding. Our outlaws need to find a way back home, avoiding the shield marshals. The sewers, accessible from here within the scrapyard, is their best bet to freedom and a successful payday. The first step towards the revenge they so desperately want to dish out. We can see in the distance a collection of goblins watching with interest from a safe distance, whispering about long shanks amongst themselves. They casually munch cockroaches like popcorn. And with that, our outlaws come back into focus. So with all of that, that happened last time. I think once there's a second to catch our collective breath, Saruk is going to make his way back on over off the ruler into the move the token. <laughs> I would like to clamber up into the crane. Does anything try to feast on me as I do so? <laughs> yep, so Saruk leaves the sort of side where Anita is is, is working on Hal and, and meanders over towards the the same... 
I guess it would be called like a crane, right? A, it's a rusty crane. The gearbox is open. You guys successfully worked it to move the box in the first place because you figured it out. You know, this isn't even an issue for you. You just got determination on your face. You sit down in the controls and start fiddling with the, the rusty stuck gears and uh, take control of the box or the uh, the crane arm. What is Saruk like to do here? Well, he would like to do is assuming this thing can reach as far as I'm hoping it can. I would like to uh, turn this fucking thing about 90 degrees to the right, at which point I would like to drop this very large box onto the rest of please. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, definitely, right? You picked it up from, like, over the rest like, where, because it was right at the end of this puddle is where it was blocking before, and you picked it up before and swung it over this little rest lake back towards the entrance and kind of blocked part of the ch the entranceway with it. So you're able to sort of get that crane arm back over, pick up the box, and kind of hover it right back over the top of the lake and right where the rust ooze is currently, like, just going to town on Wybert. At which point I will just press the button and drop the thing on it. Yep. You press the button. There's, like, a little glitch as the, the sort of arms are, like, stuck and it hangs for just a second and then it it comes free the giant box tumbles down and just with no sense of awareness of what's happening or what's coming the rust ooze just continues to devour wybert and the whole box just lands on wybert on the the rust ooze hits right on the side crushes the rust ooze and you just basically watch as the waves ripple from the center of this lake out and there's no scream, no agony, but the rust ooze is just completely like smattered into like hundreds and hundreds of like tiny bits of gel that fly in every direction. And Wybert sort of catches the end, and I think one of his arms gets ripped off as he gets skittered and shot over to the side and unceremoniously like sort of bounces off some of the scrap metal piles and just comes to like a rest on the north side of the scrap. And, uh, all right, for Bieber. sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'll move this Absolutely. box. I'm just going to yep. go over to Twitch. Yep. And right, right where that happens, right? You kind of hit the box right to hit this thing. It kind of hits the middle of the lake. Underneath, there's this heavy metal grate that has been stuck and filled with all kinds of like oily rags and such that like kind of holds this lake together. And as the grate hits that or as the box hits the middle, it kind of clips the grate and bends it down inward freeze some of these rags and you just watch as the lake begins slowly sort of draining. Not bad tasks. I was going to say next thing you should do is drain the lake, but you got two for one. Two rocks with one stone. And Sruk will make his way back, set his mace on the ground and see if I can do anything to repair the damn thing. Yep. So we, we basically like treat wounds on Hal, just to wake him up. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and give me that medicine check? Medicine. Woo! The camera's getting really bad the right now. The 20. Perfect. Uh, then you can either, I think that's 2d8, and you yeah. can treat for a whole hour and double the amount you heal if you'd like. Yeah, 18 for you, Hal. I'll spend the uh, the entire hour. Okay. Yep. So you spend an hour. It's going to be an hour of you guys kind of sitting here. 
uh, tending Hal, but Hal, you go ahead and heal 18 hit points from Anita sort of, you know, working on you. Which gives a little bit of time for, like, Reficule and um, Saruk. Uh, and technically, Hal, unconscious for about 50 minutes of this hour, like, just being treated. Um, but yeah, what would you guys like to uh, do in the meantime? First thing Reficule is going to do is going to go search around and make sure that ooze isn't reforming or anything. Maybe check if it got flushed down the drain. Yep. So you go ahead and and look for the ooze, look for any signs of the ooze. Um, I, I think you see bits of it sort of floating in the water. It looks like maybe it was smashed to pieces. And whether or not each individual, you know, uh, piece can can sort of survive on its Just own or not, millions of them. it's hard to say. <laughs> oh no, splitting. Like, yeah, but very slowly you're watching as it is being, all these pieces are being sucked back down this drain, at least, and being flushed away. I just want to make sure that it goes all the way down. So. I think there, there's like, as you like follow, there's like one sizable chunk that's still, it's maybe the size of your fist. It's like flopping and undulating right on the rim and the water's all gone and it hasn't gone down the drain. Gonna unceremoniously take a take my boot and kick the rest of it down the drain. All right, you waffle stomp the rest of the slime down the drain, stomp, stomp, and and there it goes. And as you do that, you kind of pull your boot back, and it looks like some of the the sort of cloth that has blocked this drain gets caught on the edge of your boot. And when you pull it back, and you catch in the moonlight a little glint of like magical like energy like stitched in to the uh to the cloth itself i'd like to take a closer look at that for sure so i'll go ahead and, re and reveal this loot token for you loot token it is a loot token the drain rags and you can uh go ahead and add <laughs> add these sewer drain <laughs> rags to your character sheet that's a strange place for loot, but all right. Yeah, there are like, there are dozens upon dozens of rags here. This one that caught, caught your foot seems to stand out, and it's the only one that is infused with this magical energy. It looks a bit cleaner than the rest, I take it. Yeah, it like cleaned off much easier than the rest, for sure. And in the, like, it's, it's just normal, like long bandage, but it's like got this very ornate sort of blue thread that glows like, sewn into the lining of it. Alright. I'd probably... probably... As Annie's treating, uh... How? Just go take a look at Wybert. I know she'd want to, but, uh... She's a bit busy, so... Yeah, and so you kind of shuffle over towards Wybert, and one of, one of Wybert's arms completely gone. Probably his left arm is just gone, ripped off the socket... It's probably lying under that box over there right now. Uh, and the rest of him, it looks like 80% of the remaining surface of Wybert is just covered in, like, rusted, like, material. Like, parts of it have eaten through. It's it's mostly intact. He didn't have much time to be completely devoured. But he's had severe damage, and there's no response in that face. That normally expressive face just dead. Just gonna kneel down, 
try to ride him up as much as I can. He did good, boy. He did real good. No response from Wyburn, unfortunately. And the camera kind of drifts back over and we see sort of Saruk and Anita and, and Hal. And Hal, you're back to consciousness, at least. Oh, Angelique, is that you? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Anita, what happened? Did your robot get me? No, you tell me I couldn't see what was happening. I just heard you go, ah! And the next thing I knew, Refi was bringing you back in. Taruk was also running back. Do you tell me? Ref Reficule was pulling me out of there? Yeah. Jim. No. Hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe I got him all wrong. But hang on a what second. Else? Don't stand up too quick. All right. All right. Damn, with this junk. Just chew on it. Zeruk, are you okay? <laughs> you look Eat up and Zeruk is trying to bandage himself up. Oh, for sure, yeah. Go and give me that medicine check as well. No, I think it was a, a, a an ooze. Do you remember an ooze? From that dirty water, something came out, just flew at me, and before I knew it, I was uh, back home in the darkness. Back home? Okay, we could talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, we got our asses beat. Yeah. To be quite frank. Uh, Wirebirds, he's there. And then Anita walks away at the mention of Wyvern. Because she's trying to fight back tears. It's so sad. Yeah, that 21 is definitely a success. So that 10 healing, not bad. You want to double it as well? Yeah. Yep, spend the hour. That that works for me. So we kind of just, you know, fast forward into like the hour that uh, you guys have passed each other up and Wyber's kind of been dragged back over. Or did you leave it there? Are you bringing it back, Ruffy? I'd bring him back over to the group. Yeah. Uh, Let, let's ask it is because I default to saying with the name Wybert I think like masculine but is Wybert a him or is Wybert just an it they? I've been saying yeah him so he's, him okay yeah okay just what just the hell happened to your robot I can't really talk about it um maybe they could I don't know we Refugee, he tried to help to a robot she, she told Wybert to stand in between us, standing in between you, not who's. You're kidding me. She told me you pulled me out of there. It was a bit of a group effort, but uh, wasn't just gonna leave you leave you to rust, now was I? I mean, where, where am I gonna get my cigarettes from? They're they're wet. You know, I mean, you could probably light them up, but they're magical. Uh, Miss Mendoza. Yes. Can we? Can I? Can I? I mean, does it work? He looks terrible. I mean, 
mean, I, I, I have to look at them. I think so. Maybe if the core is still working, maybe I could. It's a bit bad. We got, all this, we got all this stuff around us. This scrapyard. Can we, can we patch them up with scrapyard? Uh, I mean, if it's true that your robot saved me, I mean, I'll give you all the money I, I have to help rebuild them. Oh, I, I insist. It, it, it might take a day. Um, I'm not sure on on how on. How soon Phoebe wants the job done? So. We could try. I mean, we already done. Try. We already done what we we said we were going to do, and then Angelique and the Shield Marshals can't get back in here. So maybe we take some time right now and do that. We're not in a hurry, and it doesn't look like them Knowles are coming back, and I feel like hell. In the worst case, if they decide to come now, we have a choke point. Is that the worst idea? I can. Looks over the scrap. I could try to help. I mean, we've blocked off Angelique and her lackeys for now, but uh, I thought we were trying to make a, a quick getaway, and we might we made right bags of that. So we've already been here an hour trying to get everyone patched up. I don't know if we could spend much longer. I mean, they, they haven't got in through here by an hour. They. And probably not going to be able to get in through here or want to get in through here. I mean, you literally just stole all their money. Exactly we, how. We. Do you know Angelique? I know her a little bit. Do you think she'd quit after just an hour knowing that we're right here? I think she would be here well within an hour if she could. If she could. She probably can't get in here. I'm just saying. I will I say you do them. think you I'm do think back and you do remember that they previously were searching for you with airships. So it is something they have in their sort of wheelhouse. Obviously, they don't have it here and on them, but it wouldn't take that long to get an airship here if they needed to. As far as like yeah, your Wybert goes to Anita, as you like look over the damage of Wybert, even though it's hard to look and you don't really maybe want to like deal with that trauma right now, he's definitely quote unquote broken. Um, and with you need like a proper sort of workshop to potentially be able to put him back together. And you think to do it right, it would take like a full day of work. But you think that you might be able to, if you have the proper tools, like a proper workshop, be able to try to do like a haphazard repair to get them up and running it's a dangerous sort of thing that could potentially deal like permanent damage to wybert if you fail but in the short term it might allow you to get them up and running again what's the name of the uh, inventor lady that was here um, like on my notes ozzy oz monzy monzy was close. It's been a while. A workshop. It's been a long day. <laughs> there were talks that Monty had a workshop further in the scrapyard. Oh, fuck. No, I mean, I know that the matters are pressing. What if we talk about, what if we sit down a little bit and talk about it? Because one, like, how's banged up? 
I couldn't help so much without Wadbert. Taruk's banged up as well. Um, I, I don't know what's, I don't know what else is going to face us if we head in deeper into the sewers. They already said that there would be no's, and if we're not 100%, if we almost died with a fucking ooze, I'm not sure if, if we could really survive the no's. nods. I mean, the ooze seemed very... Well, I don't know how to say it other than oozy, right? I mean, I try... If I shot that thing, it'd be like shooting a puddle. Yeah, I feel like shooting I mean, a knoll is a bit more substantial. Yeah, but remember, the, the knolls like, have these weird like mana wastes properties in them, so what if they're also like oozy? Well, we just... And I look over to make sure none of the goblins are nearby. I said, I mean, technically we just have to get by the knolls, don't we? I know, Ruffy. They're pretty banged up. And I've had a long... I just got a uh, present. I look over at uh, Al and Saruk, who probably after an hour look a little bit better than I do. <laughs> I could help patch you up a little bit. Oh, There's a few scratches here and there. Oh, I won't say no. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say no. I was going to say shut it. Uh, I learned a long time ago not to say no. So, so what do we think? Should we stay and maybe we could get to know each other a little bit better? That's a fine idea. And I'm going to help you build your robot, even if I have to finance it with my zero money. What do you think, Tusks? That was a pretty, pretty bang-on idea you had with the crate there. Sometimes we have to improvise. If we want to stay here, we can. I won't say no. Anita, do you have any... I'm sorry, I don't mean to put too fine a point on it, but holds oh. up where the mace is pitted. I lack the tools to fix this, but I could... I could theoretically borrow ones you were carrying. Oh yes, of course. And then I hand in my repair kit. Mm -hmm. Then I'm gonna try to fix this mace multi-pistol. Yeah. Yeah, so you can go ahead and get the like sort of repair kit out. It's, it's probably like, you know, one of your more mobile repair kits, right? It's got the bare minimum that you would need. Uh, mm -hmm. An 11's going to be a fail, but it's not a critical fail. So it's not damaging your mace pistol. But you spend 10 minutes trying to sort of like repair it and, you know, to, to no success. You're not able to, you know, buff out some of the rusting, I guess. Ten minutes later, Saruk curses in Orcish, and we'll just continue trying until something until you, breaks, I guess. Until you break it or until it does it, yeah. Uh, also, Doc Nina in chat has given Saruk a hero point. You're the best, yeah. I won't <laughs> use it here. I'm afraid of the gnolls. <laughs> uh, Maybe uh, I should use it here. God damn it. For, so about, like, 20 minutes of, of, like, this repair work goes by. Um... And you guys are talking and working. Uh, the rest of you guys have about 20 minutes of, of sort of exploration time. If there's anything else you guys need to do mechanically, like, you know, patch up Ruffy he was hinting at or anything like that. Um, 
If I treat but, uh, food someone, how how often can I do that in a day? It's just once per once they get treated, they're immune for an hour. Okay, so, we'll do it for a few. Yeah. All the right. only one that has like a, a once per day thing is your battle medicine, which is once per day per character. Okay. move. Steve, do you think of a, a 30? God, I wish it was a 30. Do you think <laughs> a 15 is a success? I said don't move. Oh, that's a six, so I'm going to use my hero point for that. I don't want to hurt my You don't want to hurt Ruffy? Yeah, so you can spend your hero point for that. I think the 15 is enough to sort of repair the, the damage that the rush use has done to you, and we're not tracking, like, actual hit points too closely because Foundry doesn't really support that, but I think with this 30 minutes of work, you've uh, you've gotten enough, like, structural integrity back into your mace that you can uh, consider it back to, like, fully healed. Sounds uh, good. And your 17 is good for 12 points of healing on Reficule. All right. And I think, uh, you know, after about this half an hour time goes by, you and Richard gave Anita a hero point in chat, so don't miss <laughs> that one. So enjoy that. Uh, you can also give the, the GM a hero point chat if you want. Uh, <laughs> but uh, back back sort, sort of towards the entrance... Um, the sounds and the toppling of like debris that's being cleared, um, it sounds like, you know, the that's shield marshals are making do. progress. Yeah, you want to like move on over there to check? That's what I was going to do with the other 10 minutes after Anita checked up on me. I was going to try to quietly go closer to that uh, fallen tower and hear what I can to see how much progress they've made. Yeah, you don't hear Angelique's voice anymore, but you do hear the voice of other shield marshals sort of chatting back and forth. One voice that you don't recognize, but the other one is the familiar voice to you. It's the same orcish woman that sort of... You had a showdown with in an alley not too many months ago. And uh, it sounds like he's trying to rush rush the process, but, you, but she's just like, you know, I, I'm not going to get tetanus for this shit. And like, she's... She's taking it very careful and not trying to, like, you know, expose herself to, like, a deadly disease just to bust through. So it's it's the duality of him trying to rest the job and her taking the time. That's bought you... It sounds like maybe another hour or two before they would have gotten a path through. And I just muttered myself, <sighs> they always come back to bite you in the arse, don't they? thinking about the orcish woman but uh mm -hmm. i'll head back and for sure right uh so they're making a wee bit of progress back there so i think we should crack on pretty soon very well you come back it looks like hal has like left the group and made his way back to like the goblins is that is that what you're doing hal I was I was gonna go to sleep because I still feel like crap. <laughs> you just you kind of meander back towards the camp, and one of them looks up and sees how beat up you look, and offers you like a rat on a like a charred barbecued rat on a skewer. Dessert, perfect. I will take it's it. It's not lizard. <laughs> you take it. Where am uh, I right now? <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like you guys are over here and Hal's kind of meandered back towards the goblins or whatever and gotten his meal. But, uh, yeah, what would you guys like to do next? Right. Busk, where's Hal? I motion generally to where the sounds of crunching rat emanate. <laughs> he was hungry. 
Not a bad job you did on your mace there. Yeah. Hopefully it'll hold. Yeah. You're right, I though. Just... We should go. Alright. Oh, I'm gonna leave for a bit. Can I just grab... Could he fit in this bag of old? That's what I was gonna say. Yes, he could. Oh! True, Ruffy, could you help me? Right. I'm just... On three tusks, ready? Hmm. One, one, two, two, three, three, and I let Saruk do it by himself. <laughs> <laughs> you actually gave me a roll. I wasn't going to make you roll because that'd be mean, but Saruk does it with the 22. This is much easier than dealing with that 10 bulk like chest earlier in the night. And you just kind of topple like Wybert into the bag. And, uh... Good job. Good job there, Toss. Remember, lift with their legs, lift with their mm -hmm. legs. You look down, Anita, and you like. You're, the the mouth of the bag's open and like poor Wybert's like lifeless single eyes just like staring back up at you. You know I've been through many versions of Wybert, but this is this one, this one was actually important. So, it, is there a it, reason why? He got me in oblivion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. I was gonna say something really terrible, but thank you and your robot for saving my life. Of course, you never leave anyone behind. And I look at Refugio. And uh, as as she says, leave anyone behind. I look or I look back as I'm walking. Y'all coming or not? I'm trying to prove a point here, Revy. <laughs> I'll leave y'all behind. I swear. All right. So I'm going to with this exploration mode. I'm just gonna have my short bow ready. <laughs> Still okay. nighttime, right? It is, yeah. Because when I updated the module, it reset it back to uh, to daylight, so I just set it back to night. So you might want to take out that torch again, Annie. How am I gonna help y'all fight, y'all? I'm really, I'm taking in your accent now. <laughs> Even your voice. All right. I'll be, I'll be here. I know your robot ain't gonna, ain't, ain't gonna be ready for you, but I'll be here for you. So just stick by me, and we'll, we'll get through this. Junkyard. All right. Graveyard. Okay. Scrapyard. Alright. will take point then. I assume we're not trying to be quiet and we just want to move forward. I was now, going are we to... ready for the nose in case? Nope. But yeah. If you remember where they also said that besides just the crate was one line of defense, they also toppled the entire airship. Remember they're trying to collapse the airship to smash the knolls and it didn't work, right? Oh. But like there is theoretically, and you look to the north, those of you that can see in the dark, and you see like over the top of the sort of scrap pile, which is about 10 feet tall, there is just above that by a few feet, what looks like the shape of like an airship toppled to its side on the north, on the north side of that scrap. So there's at least one more line of defense between the goblins and the gnolls territory. Ready well, or not. Let's go. Let's go get Mezra. Monzi. Monzi? Yeah, yes. Monzi. <laughs> Sorry, I got hit in the Sorry. head. <laughs> <laughs> He's dizzy. Okay, so yeah, you guys can go ahead and push up to the like, past where the crate was, right? There was this massive 20-foot square steel box that now sits in the middle of the the pre-existing pond with like the grate sort of busted there, um, giving you guys access to further in... Um, and uh, as you kind of come up 
you know, you see it kind of opens up into like a T-junction, right? To the left, it kind of looks like the scrapyard sort of curves around to the north and then goes back to the westerly side. And you can see this leads to where this giant sort of airship would be blocking the path. And as you're kind of glance to the right, down to the south, you see the edges of what looks like a... I mean, you could call it a workshop, but it's, it's basically like a couple of benches constructed from like crates and sheet metal just like across the top of it, uh, lining the area. And there's just crappy bits of tools everywhere, creating what looks to be some sort of makeshift workshop. Hey, over there, uh, think you need Anita? Miss Mendoza. Yeah, could I take a look? There might be a set of spare. There might be a repair kit in there. Sure, sure. Oh. So I'm gonna move you back a little bit. Um, as you guys move in and you're looking for some of these things, why don't you guys give oh. me perception checks? Because you guys are looking for for things over here. Annie, looks a bit like your room. Hey. Fourteen. That's an 18 for Refi. Okay. 11 for Hal. Let's see what Saruk's got to sleeve. Not a lot! <laughs> Natural one. Okay, so. He's looking for Knowles. Yeah, as you guys move in, everything looks on the up and up. And what is it you're specifically looking for? Like, you notice right off the bat, like, there's definitely, like, a cobbled together repair kit a cobbled together sort of set of alchemy tools. Like it's all odds, like this this workshop, which theoretically probably is Monzi's, looks functional beyond belief and potentially could, you know, not. it's not what you're used to at Blythe or College, Anita, but everything you would need to build anything alchemical or mechanical could be found in this space if you stretch your imagination about what a tool might be a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh... And your your mind starts working the the gears, and you start looking for that. Everyone else is like looking for any sort of danger, Monzi, any sign of anything. Nobody sees anything, and the group sort of wanders towards that area. And in the back, Reficule, you you notice something. You're the only one that picked up on this. It looks like there's something camouflaged on the sort of sheet metal surface right it's like crates with a set of sheet metal and a bunch of random scrap piled on within that pile of scrap you notice the slightest outline of what looks like a creature almost like a clockwork creature and the head just like moves ever so slightly looking in their direction the other three look completely oblivious to what they're wandering into but you've picked up on something there hold on a minute hmm? nobody move None. Who's there? You say that, right? And then, like, there is, like, this, like, shifting of, of the table and this, like, kind of dog creature. And I'll, I'll pop open what it looks like. Um, Getting a robot dog, too. It looks stealing kinda, everyone's dogs. It's this little robot dog, although this image is kind of what you would expect they would look like in like the sort of Alcastar proper. Uh, and 
you know, they're kind of known as clockwork hunters and they typically are used to like hunt, they'll, they'll release these into the sewers to kind of hunt rats and, and keep the sewers clean and safe. Um, but these ones are not as clean as this image shows, right? The legs and arm parts are like the wrong size and mismatched. Um, everything is like rusted and cobbled together from like bits of sheet metal. It definitely looks like these have been cobbled together more so than put together with like the government issued ones would be. And as you start calling for it, it like stands up and looks in your direction. And then in one of its voices, it just says prime directive, destroy all intruders. And uh, you watch as like, uh, like on its back, this sort of like crossbow bolt thrower shoots up and spins in your guys's direction. I need you guys to roll initiative for me because we are fighting some doggos. But luckily you didn't walk into a blind ambush. Already. Uh, All right. Yeah, these aren't using stealth uh, for their initiative, at least. Yeah, let me make sure well, I'm for using perception for mine. Oh. What, what am I using? Stealth? Uh, perception. This is just oh, straight perception. perception. Oh. I, sh I, I I could be mean and make you guys use your perception rolls that we rolled coming in, but I'll give you guys a shot because Ruffy will call it out. Uh, I'd like to use the roll that I use for my perception check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Natural one. Natural one. Or four. All right, well... As these things, these prime directives destroy all intruders, spin in your guys' direction. Uh, up first in initiative, Halbrent Beastwood. And you're in the front line, too. Would you say we have our weapons out? I mean, I think it's reasonable that you guys would be traveling with weapons. I, what is your When you guys are traveling in dangerous territory, what would your default sort of be, right? Last week, last week it was argued you wouldn't have your weapons out. But in this case, since you've already fought something, I think you would know to have your weapons out, right? right? <laughs> Plus, yeah. As soon as Refugio says, oh, there's something over there, I would make sense that you would have drawn your weapon out. So I will let you go into this with whatever you guys want in your arms. So I'll tell Anita to get back. There's some doggos. And I will hold an attack. If it comes within range, particularly if it comes towards Anita, I'm the new robot halibut. Okay. Just just to reiterate the description it was, it got a cross bolt, bolt launcher on its back and aimed it in your guys' direction. That's not good either. <laughs> oh, hell. I didn't die once, I won't die again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'd like to move up okay, and make a strike with my long sword at this creature. All right, give me that attack. Using, uh, using, well, I missed. Um, uh, 13 is a, a miss. I'll take a map on my last action, map five to strike it with snagging strike. All right, snagging strike. Well, jeez. Uh, 15 total is still going to miss. 
So you, you try to like snag it in some of the gears and it just kind of deflects off the sort of armor plating it has. You can't find any kind of purchase on it. My turn. Okay. Uh, these things get to go next. So the one that's right in front of you, you can't shoot as... I mean, I guess it could shoot his crossbow at you. Um, There's no rule in, in Pathfinder where monsters and players tie in initiative. Players go first. If they if you tie, monsters go first in the system by default. Damn it. Scouting <laughs> would, would break that tie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of 13s. Uh so, uh, actually, it's going to do this. The one right in front of you is going to use an ability it has called Skirmish Strike. It's a one-action ability. So, it first strikes with its leg at you, Hal. Oh, that's a 19 on the dice for a total of 27, which is a critical <laughs> hit, I believe. Critical hit. Okay. Yep. This is why the GM doesn't get hero points, people. So, six points he of damage need them. on a crit. And then it steps, it like basically hops back, it like steps down off off the uh, the like <laughs> the gear and it like shifts over to like this pile of the garbage that it's on. So it's a little bit further away. And with its second action, it shoots at you with the crossbow launcher with a multiple attack penalty. Oh wait, you gotta reload it. Okay, uh, multiple attack penalty on the crossbow launcher. Uh, that's 16. Just misses. And with its third and final action, you watch as it, like, the little, like, crossbolt launcher it has, there's no arrow in it. It, like, goes down into its body, and you hear some clanking, and it comes back up with a new bolt loaded. Gotcha. All right. This one over here, it looks at you, Hal, and it uses two actions. Well, there's two of them. There is two of them, yeah. It, it it uses an ability it has called target weakness. So it looks at you and it's got all these scanners and it like outlines your body and it starts doing beep, 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 beep. It's calculating your weakness. It's gonna, it's basically gonna make a, a strike with a plus one bonus on its roll and the strike gains the deadly D4 if it actually hits you. So let's see with its third action if it actually hits. Uh... Gotta reload it. Uh, plus one. So it's one action. Yeah, two action for the target weakness, and then one action for the attack. So this will be all three of his actions. Uh, natural one. So it like targets your weakness, and it does all these calculations, and then on the screen from its eyes, we just see like error, error, and the bolt just like boom, flies off in like the completely wrong distance. You can see like one of its eyeballs is cracked, and it was not built right, so it's got like double vision. It picks the wrong one. The bolt just flies completely in the wrong direction. All three actions were used on that one strike, and that is their turn. That brings us to Ruficule. All right. Reficule always walks around holstered, but uh, free action during initiative, I pull, draw my gun. Right. First action, free action, uh, 10 foot step. That's right. 10 paces. 10 paces. Uh, and then I'm going to target the one that actually hit Hal. Okay. And I'm going to use cover fire. Ooh. 
Okay. So the target has to make decide before you attack where it will duck out of the way. And it gets it takes a plus four bonus to the yeah. attack. Or if it doesn't, but it takes a minus two to its next range attacks. Right. If it doesn't duck, you get a bonus on the attack roll. Um, let me just look at this thing real quick. Uh, this thing is not smart enough to make a decision, so it does not actually uh, take any sort of cover. It gives you a plus one bonus on your attack roll. All right. Circumstance plus one. That's a 22. That's a hit. Hit, but not a crit. Hit, but not a crit. Right. That's four points of damage. Okay. Um, it takes all four. All right. Uh, I'm going to use Reconter's Reload, targeting the other one with a, I guess, uh, a, a Deception faint okay if it, i don't know if it'll do anything it's, but it's mindless so it's immune right i think right is it does your faint would have the mental trait i believe yeah so and you know right. what I, I i i just do it more for show because refi actually when you when i first see these things i actually almost take a step back first in fear but uh not really fear but in recognition um, but, uh, I'll, uh, reload, mm -hmm. and I will aid Saruk his attack. Okay. Wait, no, I wouldn't be able to faint because it's immune, right? Yeah, it's, it's immune, so it's, you have to come up with something that can affect a mindless creature with your aid. I wouldn't be able to shoot it, right, as a faint, like, actually shoot it? I can, I can allow that, yeah. Like It'd not be, to do damage, not to do damage, but to just yeah. Aim. Your your aid roll will be an attack roll, but it will fire your shot too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it'll do then. Okay. Very good. Well, that brings us to Saruk. You're up, Tusks. <laughs> Dare I say, untap, upkeep, devise a stratagem, <laughs> targeting the one down at the bottom. Devise okay. a strategy. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I want a twelve, so rather. From where I am standing, do I have a clear line to the one back here? Because it's standing on top of the stuff, there's no, like, the, it's not getting cover from any of that stuff, yeah. Nice. So then we will, instead of shooting one, realizing we don't have the line, turn and... Pregnant pause, fire. All right, so the Refuel is aiding here. So Refuel, if you want to make your attack roll... DC 20 to aid. All right. I'm very much trying to make it say that my gun is loaded. Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to use a hero point. Hero point on that? Okay, let's hero point that so that way you don't get in the way of Saruk's. It would, like, hurt uh, and not harm, right? And not help. So let's hero point that. All right. Just next shoots me in the foot. The natural 20. The natural 1, sorry. Rerolled to a 14. Still not enough to actually help. So the, the shot... But at shot, least it's not a... It's, it's, yeah, it's fail. not a critical, critical fail. 
So, the shot does not aid, so Root can go ahead and make uh, the attack as per normal. I'm just pressing a bunch of buttons so the thing can read that my gun is loaded. It is not reading that it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Help, Dad. I don't know how to load my gun. Yeah, I just assume between every combat it's just load, load, right. load. Right like, there. I'm pressing the reload button and it is giving me the mace multi-pistol. It's not fully loaded when I hit reload. Interesting. Looks loaded now. I'll try again. I'm getting the same. I'm just gonna roll the thing in here. I wonder if, if, huh? What is Are it you out of sync or something? Mm. All right. Six would miss anyway. Yes. And six, then third six, action, spin the barrel and pass. All right. So it's spin the barrel, pass. Maybe hit refresh on Foundry and see if that resyncs it or something, because it, it looks loaded on my end. There. All right, Anita. All right, so for my first action, I had, I, I couldn't see anything. So I'm going to throw my ever-burning torch right here. That's 20 feet, I believe. Okay, so you interact to throw the torch out 20 right. feet. Yeah, so would I be able to see? Oh, perfect. Ah, there you are. Uh, for my second action, I would actually, using my crafting, uh, do a recall knowledge to see if they have any weaknesses that we could exploit. Of course. Go ahead and make that crafting check or engineering lore. I don't think you have the engineering lore, right? So you go I ahead and make academe. it. Yeah, you can take uh, crafting. Ooh. That will be 21. 21. So... The things that these are most weak to is both electricity and Orochi uh, Chow Calcium. I can never know how to say it. Orochi Calcium or, or Calcium. Or a Calcum. We need electricity or a Roach. Right. So Aurora Calcium, which is a, a different certain type of metal that would help you get through. Uh, those are 100% the sort of things that would help you be weak to. Um, other than that, it's immune to like, you know, Anything mental, healing, uh, you can't non-lethal it, poison, all of that. But you do remember, like, you've studied these a lot, and you've made Wybert not have some of these flaws, but these are very obviously just clockwork creatures. With uh, they, they function by being wound up, right? Mm -hmm. So you could easily move up to one of these and attempt a sort of check to disable any of any of the clockwork creature with a crafting check. It's, it's, it's a disable a device check. It takes two actions, but if you're next to them, you could just completely shut it down. It doesn't kill it, it just turns it off. Can you use thievery for that as well? Uh, that's a good question. I think thievery makes sense too, yeah. All right. It's a frac. It's a fraction. <laughs> it's an action to point out, right? Uh, it's an action to point out if like something's hidden and you're mechanically revealing its location mm -hmm. to people. But if you just want to say what you what you learned, that's fine. I'm not gonna charge you an action for that. All right, I say everything, and then I would head to this fella right here. That's right next to the benches. Oh wait, no, I'm done. I'm gonna. 35 feet. It's not enough. Um. Is my bow loaded? 
Um, is is it a crossbow or it's a shortbow, right? Shortbows don't need sure. to be loaded. You just fire as part of the attack action. All right. So for my third action, I would try and strike this fella. Okay. So that would be. Let's go. A fourteen. Fourteen's a miss. It just kind of bounces off the armor plating and skitters off to the. Fortunate. Uh, That's the end of my turn. All right. Top of the round. How? You can unwind them! Alright. I think I'm gonna uh, move over here because it's the same as moving right next to the thing. Well, not jump on the table, but I'm gonna get right <laughs> there and I'm gonna okay. swing at this creature right here with my sword using a snagging strike. Alright, go ahead and snagging strike. Snag that strike. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna use a hero point because. Come on, you guys gotta gotta get a good roll here one of these times, right? Mary hero Chrysler. point, hero point. You gotta say it. Thank you, Roll Smith, for your awesome. Hey. I've got the move. Hey. All right. Well, you increased it from a 17 to an 18. An 18 does hit. Go ahead and roll damage, and you snagging strike them. That's eight points of damage. Eight That's points nice. of damage. Hurts it quite a bit, and you sort of like hook it and use your free hand to knock it off balance. It's now flat-footed. Flatfoot until the start of my next turn, or it leaves my reach. Mm -hmm. um, that is my action, action. I think I'm gonna map attack it. Okay. Give Do it another same kind of thing. But it's flat footed now, so I can hit it. 15, I miss. 15 just misses, yeah. So close to natural 20. <laughs> That's my turn. All right. Here's where I die again. All right, there's one back here that has reloaded, uh, spins, you know, it looks at you, Hal, it spends two actions to, we see the outline, do, 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 right? It does its, uh, its target weakness on you. First two actions, it gets a plus one circumstance bonus, a deadly D4 trait on the strike, and it attacks. Does it have a manipulate action? It's the one that's further away from you, so it's not in your gotcha. um, range. You. Uh, yeah, this if the one where if it was shot you point blank, it would absolutely have that uh, trait because the range attack at a, a point blank range. All right, let's hope for another natural one. Oh, I forgot to add the plus one circumstance <laughs> bonus. Okay, it's a hit. It's not a crit, so the deadly doesn't kick in and deal extra damage. Um, you do take four points of piercing damage in the back. Right. And with its third action, it reloads. All right, the one that's next to you, you've snagged it, right? So... Yeah. Mm. It, it does what it's programmed to do. It, it uses its skirmish strike ability. So it makes a melee attack against you with its leg. Wow, these Jeez. rolls! Uh, it's a hit. A Luckily, it's not. Action? Uh, no, it's just a melee attack. Damn you. Yeah. So you Robots. do take damage from the leg. One point of damage. One point of bludgeoning damage. <sighs> the leg kicks you, and then as you kind of reel like from the blow, it does step. It kind of hops down off the table and steps away from you. Uh, because it's a step, it doesn't trigger the attack of opportunity. And then... With its second action, you watch as the bolt launcher in the back goes down into its back, comes back up, and it reloads. 
And uh, with its third action, it fires at you with the multiple attack penalty. Oh, that was almost a uh, 19. Uh, again, a critical miss. So with the, the glass eye is like showing the wrong how and the, the bolt just flies off. You watch it like, hits the cabinet next to you and bounces off the like metal sheet metal like sighting in like his cabinet. And you hear like a muffled cry and yelp from from inside. And that's their turns. Reficule. All right. So, do I have a clear shot to the one that's badly injured? Uh, it would be going through Hal, so he would have a, a slight circumstance penalty or bonus to the AC for shooting through an ally. All right. I am going to... See, move here. Okay. Would that give me clear clear line of sight then? Yes. All right. Uh, that's one action. Second action, reload. Okay. Third action. Uh, I'll cover fire again. Okay. It doesn't move, so you get the plus one shot, the plus one bonus to the hit. All right. And it is flat-footed, correct? It's not anymore because it stepped away from Hal, so it's not flat-footed anymore. Is that part strike. of the thing? Or is that just at the end of his next turn? Unless it moves away from Hal, which it did. Because it's, yeah, it's ah. Tricky bastards. Yeah. All right, I will fire. The snagging strike doesn't prevent them from moving away, but if they don't, then they remain flat-footed is basically how it works. Not yet. Right, right, right not yet. Uh, <sighs> a 17 is just going to miss again, just deflects off the, the metal. That's my turn. All right, Saruk. Hoggy Dog, so going into my theoretical third range increment, I'm going to defy the strat at the one at the bottom with an 18. Oh, shit. It'll be an 18. Devise that strategy. Uh, seeing I don't have a line through Hal, I think rather, sir. Let's go. Two, five, ten, fifteen. 15. Stride to here for a second action and then third action. Bring a shield up. Okay. Right. And that's me. I think I'm going to take advantage of our amazing Rollsmith dice and change my dice out. Changing the dice, that way you get the better <laughs> Maybe roll? Maybe need to. That's how it works? Alright, Anita. Alright, do I have a clear line of shot for this robot? You do, here? yeah, you do. Alright, so with my short bow, let's do this. Did it work? Uh, oh, 12's going to miss. I said 12. This is too far. You guys can ram in a little bit. Um. Hey, let's have a party. Two actions. I'm gonna get close to this fella. Okay. All right. B for target. <laughs> no. Hey, boop. 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 All right, you get right up in his face. Mm -hmm. 
All right, top of the round, Hal. All right, I will step up to this creature. You just keep thinking, it's like a cha-cha between Hal and the clock. <laughs> yes, it is. A little bit, yeah. Taking steps. I will take a snaggy strike at this creature. Go for it. I gotta target it so I can strike it. That's been the whole Look at those shiny dice. Targeting it. That's a 21 to hit. Yeah. That is a hit. All right, finally. We can, Maybe Ooh, it'll break our curse tonight. Damage. I like this color. You smash through it, and the whole, like, kind of thing, like the little bits that have been yeah. holding it together, it busts apart. Some of the legs pop off. Its eye, like, shoots out of its socket on a spring. And, like, you just watch this, like, the bolt launcher disconnects and tumbles to the ground. That clockwork hunter is dead. I would like to try to hide because we're in dim light or darkness. We are. Yes, we are. So you have that skulk. What is it called? Skulk? Slink. Slink. So you can go ahead and make that stealth roll just by being in the dim light. Actually, you're not in dim light because the giant burning torch on the ground next to you. It's over here, right? She tossed it uh, right. That's true. So it's what? It's 20 feet of bright. Let's measure. I'm still in the light. You're just right in the edge of it, yeah. If you move can over I here in the... take cover behind this thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can take cover for sure. You kind of duck down at the edge. You take cover at the edge of that. I'll go ahead and give you uh, your uh, your cover as you duck behind the thing. Um, okay. Well, one of these is dead. The other one... Um, Annie, what the hell are you doing up here? I'm fighting. Why put it in there? Um, no, I'm trying to dis. I'm trying to disable it. I'm trying to disable. It. Remember, we did this before. I think. I think the like the crossbow bolt. Like it looks at Anita right in front, and then Anita? it. Yeah, looks at Anita, who's like gotten in his face. Anita. Anita. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I guess Look, it will. Nina. <laughs> it, it uses its its ability to. Uh, it's going to do a skirmish strike on you. So, first thing is a a, a melee strike with its leg. It's going to kick at you. Uh, that's a twelve. <laughs> Whew! Dodge out of the way. It, it steps back away from you and gets into the last bit of space it has. Um, I guess it could step down here. So it'll it'll step down this way, away from you, and then with its uh, second action, uh, it it reloads, and with its third action, it fires. You have cover from the table because it's not on top anymore. So I'll give you your lesser cover, and it makes a multiple attack penalty strike against Anita with a twelve. The bolt goes over the top of your head, and you are safe. And that's all three actions. <gasps> all right, Reficule. Oh, all right. Move up to it. Yep, you kind of move around. It's a little bit difficult terrain to get through there, but you have enough movement to make it get there. Do I have to have tools to try to disable it, or can I just try to fiddle around with its gears it does let's double check it 
to use disable the device, you do need... You do need like these tools, but you can, because you have them on, right? You can draw them as part of the thing because you're wearing them, I believe. Um, am I? I don't think I have a bandolier. Bandoliers aren't actually a thing anymore. You just can have like a set of tools you wear on you at all times. They kind oh. of errated out bandoliers. So you could just have like one set of tools accessible on you at all times. All right, yeah, then I'll do that. Do so you keep it I'll in look. close reach? dig it out and you can use two actions to make a are you doing thievery or are you doing crafting thievery thievery okay uh you can go ahead the there's a thievery check i put it in the chat you can make that attack roll or just roll a thievery check if you'd like a 12 is gonna fail so you, you dig in around it to, to sort of like look for the like off switch or try to disable the thing uh, and it's wiry and it moves around. You're not able to wind it down. And I believe that's uh, all my actions. All right, Saruk. Okie dokie, untap, upkeep, spin the top. Someone Strategize. in the chat will get that reference. I think I'm probably fine with a 19, you know? Sure. We're gonna... Oh, God. Am I fine with a 19? Heck, yeah. I will... Spin the oh well, don't need to spin the barrel. Do I? So rather, I'm going to stride to five, ten, fifteen, twenty around the corner. Would a nineteen hit this thing? Uh, from there you aim, you pull the nineteen. Yeah, the nineteen hits. Nice. Okay, this, and then I definitely remember how damage works in Foundry. This should be everything, I think. I'm with damage. Ooh, that's enough. So you, you come around the corner, you spin, like you have the barrel, it comes up, there's a blast, and as like Ruffy Hill's digging his hand around its back, instead you just blast it from the front, its whole like head sort of like it's exploded, and luckily, you know, doesn't hit Ruffy Hill, and the thing like falls dead, and like you look up Ruffy and you like lock eyes with Saruk as he's blasted it before it had its turn. Um, you and... didn't know I was back here, right? I did. It didn't hit you. Fair enough. Yeah, you calculated it like, you know, you calculated it like in your mind and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, this the ends and then you hear like, and like all the like, it goes back quiet again here in, in the scrapyard as both of these things have been dealt with. And there's like a moment where you like catch your breath and kind of like look at each other. And then all of a sudden you hear like a another banging noise coming from the cabinet right behind Hal and Saruk, like over this direction, you hear like banging and everyone like spins their guns and attention into this thing as the cabinet begins rattling and like something is inside, possibly like another clockwork creature and the door flies open and out falls a little goblin woman. She tumbles out of the cabinet and she's sitting there. She's looking up at you upside down from the ground. You can see she's holding a jar of Pickled juice with a single rat tail, like, floating inside of it. Hopefully it's pickle juice. Yum. And uh, she's got, like, a pair of, like, 3D glass goggles on her on her head. Giant red eyes as she, like, kind of looks up at you. And she's like, you must be the Longshanks. And uh, she's, like, stands up. She has, her, she has the pickled, hopefully it's pickle juice, 
full with like rat tail in it uh and uh her other hand looks completely like grody and she like kind of half ass wipes it off on her like apron as she reaches out to like shake the closest hand to her i take it and i'll shake her hand are you monzi i am i am yeah yeah uh sorry sorry about the the defenders i kind of kind of made a miscalculation there just just a small one it's all right it happens to the best of us however well maybe if we announced ourselves would you have told them to stop oh no our buddy over here he's bloody well bleeding again looks around anita uh how i see you slinked off to like the shadows in the corner are you like hiding over there or what are you doing no i'm i'm sitting on this barrel and leaning against the (laughs) scrap and got my head in my hands i think the term is pouting <laughs> got it so uh that she too. she looks yeah she looks back and she says no 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 sorry sorry about that uh i kind of built these and i my i had a, i had a plan right i was gonna tell them that they need to kill the gnolls and i was gonna sick them on the gnolls so uh i i i turned them on and i and it said like you know insert command word and i said Without really thinking about it, I just said, uh, kill everything. Oh. And they said, command accepted. And then turned their bolts and started shooting at me. Oh. I'm sorry, can you repeat what they said again? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I can. I don't remember what I said. (laughs) All right. You do know that you are included in everything, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, in retrospect, uh, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, I've learned from my mistakes. I won't make the same mistake again. I'm going to be great. But I've been hiding in there for about three days now. I'm down to one more rat tail. And she, you look, you can see uh, in the jar, it's just one rat tail floating in, like, the pickle. And she's just like, things are about to get dire here until you came along and saved me. Sorry, sorry about you. And it looks around at all, like, the bloodiness that you guys have on you, right? You know what? As a thank you, how about you help yourself? You can have anything in my workshop as a, as a thank you. Everyone, anything you want. And she motions at the sort of like workbenches around here. And there's like alchemist tools, repair kits, snare kits, climbing kits, these tools, you know, artisan's tools, all these kind of tools all around the workshop. And she's kind of like told you guys you have free access to go ahead and take anything you want. And I'll reveal this loot token as a... Uh, as you can kind of peruse what she wants. Ooh. So is that was there any purpose for you to be hiding out here besides this area being your workshop? Uh, I mean, you know, those those gob- the nail gobblers are nice and all, but they're kind of knuckleheads. Sometimes a lady just needs some space to herself, you know what I mean? So I'll come out here, tinker with some creatures. She kicks like one of like the the broken ones that you guys had had done. Uh like, I'll come out here, relax, you know, invent something. It's, it's kind of kind of what I do. And as she as she's talking to you, she looks out of her corner, and you just see Saruk, like, taking, like, a repair kit and putting it into the bag. And we see, like, crowbars being taken and, and shoved into, like, bags. And you start noticing, like, sweat beating down Monty's eyebrow, Anita. As, as she's like... You can see oh, that she's like in there. Is it hot? I mean, no, no. It's just you know, this is kind of like 
This is kind of how I make my livelihood, as you guys are, like, shuffing everything into your bags. But you I, all I, could. I, I know, I know. I, You saved my life. I owe you. But maybe, maybe instead, how about this? How about for everything you don't take, I'll make you something. I'll, I'll, I'll craft you, like, a little gadget or so, and, and you can take it with you. That'll be much, much more useful, right? And she smiles. Can you make Honey, something we, where uh, my friend here can see in the dark? Looks like, nah, I mean, looks down, picks up the, like, ever-burning torch that's still at her feet. Here we go! Hands it over. No. This is so no, that's, that's fair. We could just, you know... And you can turn these things back on, right? I'm sure you'd be fine back in the cupboard. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 we don't need to do anything like that. Hang on. I understand a fellow lady's needs when it comes to inventing. But also, to be fair, you did say that we could take anything. Yeah, yeah. And and for sure, I will honor that contract. Anything you want to take, it's fine. You, you help yourself too. Just, you know, I guess I'll just but starve to death down the line when I don't have any ways to, to make anything new. But if, if you you know, have the kindness in your heart to leave me with some of my tools. I don't have anything that can help you see in the dark, but I've got, I've got other, other things and, and, you know, potions and things. And I can, I can get yeah. you a healing potion, something to like help yeah. your wounds a little bit, or, or uh, maybe you want to jump really high or some extra armor. I, I got all kinds of tricks up my sleeve. I'll uh, put a, I'll put back the crowbar, the thief's tools in. Your dented lincetic compass with cracked glass for a <laughs> health potion or two, please. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Health potions, Jack. Great. Uh, any other any other things? And uh, as you put it back, she kind of goes and she kind of resets it very particularly. Like you put it back in the same place, but she comes over and shifts it just like a few centimeters exactly where she wants her her things to be. And if you're worried about starving, you could go talk to Lord Glass. There should be more than enough pickles there to get you all through for a while. Pickles? Oh, wow. Like like pickled rats, pickled pigs, pickled pig's feet, pickled... Just cucumbers, unfortunately. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're organic. Pickled vegetables? Well, are they good? Saruk nods as he does so. Pulls two gold from his pocket just kind of like one two on the table this should be about what these repair tools are worth give or take and uh Refi turns towards god in the sky and says I might have clicked the back button on VOD <laughs> awesome awesome so you lost your uh, so what you're saying is you lost your back but you just lost the uh new URL okay <laughs> got it, got it. I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> I thought you were just going to take the money. <laughs> like, okay. All of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I thought, wow, Refi believes in God. <laughs> all of a sudden. All right, let me let me fix you real quick there so we can get your beautiful mug back. Uh, Saruk, you you gave how much gold for, for these? Two gold. Two gold for a set of these tools? For uh, the repair kit that I took. Oh, the repair kit, okay. All right, all right. Let me just fix um, fix Richard. 
God, I'm invisible. I get you to bookmark it, Richard. Just did. <laughs> I clicked the the back button on my mouse accidentally. Oh, okay. Hey, we got you back. Now uh, everyone I'm can a, see. I'm gonna give her the uh, the peppery frog leg jerky that Glass gave me. Actually, you got you stole that from her stash in the uh, compartment oh. of the crane. Oh, that's right. So you're giving oh, yeah, her back her own food that you stole from her. Yeah. Here's a pickled sparrow eye in a tiny bottle and is a pepper oh, frog uh, leg yeah, jerky. That, that's actually that's actually a potion. Oh, never mind. Shakes the what little thing. It? Uh this is this is called a uh eagle it's basically, you know, a uh what does it do? It's it's a uh I mean, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it's an eagle eye elixir. Lesser eagle eye elixir. Oh, okay. Perception checks it. How about this uh, leg jerky? So let's see. Yeah, uh, it's... Yeah, you get a bonus to perception checks when finding secret doors and traps when you have that potion. Uh, the leg jerky is a lesser leaper's elixir. I get That's why it's a frog leg. You eat the jerky frog leg and you can get off like a frog. Oh... I mean, do you need and, it? And the eyeball floating in the bottle is like an eagle's eye, and it allows you to, uh, it's a sparrow eye, technically. No, 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 you, you help that. I can make more. You want more of those? And she's already working on an alchemy kit, and she, you just watch her throwing together some uh, some uh, alchemy stuff. She's going to be working here for a little while to, to make your stuff. So, so Rook did take um, a healer's kit and give over the repair kit and gave two gold. Did you guys take anything else, or everything else is left? I took I, a crowbar it all back. I'm keeping it. Take a took crowbar? A, okay. The, I took the artisan's tools. Okay, mm. you took the artisan's tools. Okay. Uh, yeah, so then she can craft She can craft alchemy stuff. So you took her artisan's tools. She can't use them, but she can do alchemy stuff. So I think she begins making some potions. I'm going to pass out some interesting items to you guys that you can take. Uh, want to... Annie, you think you could maybe patch up Hal for a little bit? All right. All right. To how she hands you a bit of granola that looks like um, it's it's pieced together with like like almost wrapped with like a rat's tail like bundle, and inside oh. of it is crushed for crushed cockroaches. And Perfect. she tells you, and, and she it's been soaked in an alchemical formula. If you if you eat it, it'll uh, it'll heal you up. You know, cockroaches can survive anything. Well, this will help you survive anything. And she gives it to you. Yep. All right. <laughs> um, she comes over to uh, she goes. She sniffs for a second. She goes, "Is that a lizard tail you have on you?" Uh, it is more than one lizard tail I have on me. Mind if I yes. borrow one of those real quick? Are you gonna eat it? No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something oh. for you. Here. All right, here you go. Pull it out and hand it to her. You're missing out, though. These are really good. She takes one of your lizard tails, sniffs it. You see her, like, licking her lips, but a deal's the deal. She goes back to her alchemy kit, and she starts, like, putting some more, like, splashes of concoctions together And as she's, like, sticks your lizard tail into, like, a little glass vial and begins just pouring random concoctions as she continues working. And, Perfect. uh... Yeah, she eventually gives you a uh, a lizard tail in a vial of oil, 
which she says will function as a gecko potion, which will help you climb. Oh, oh perfect. Thank you. Uh, she goes to, um, I think she goes over to Reficule and she hands a, um, in a syringe with a very rusty needle on the end. And inside is like a very oily sort of liquid. And she basically tells you that like, this is the essence of uh, a rat and it'll like kind of increase your bestial tendencies. Want me to poke myself that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's already gone back to making something else. Um, and she kind of comes over to, uh, I think she comes over to Saruk and she hands you a uh, a little potion. Um, and this one was, I already dragged it and I missed what it was. It was, uh, oh, I didn't make a fun thing for it. Well, anyways, it's a Quicksilver mutagen, a lesser Quicksilver mutagen. Um, but I think it just has like basically like eight rat's feet cut off and put in so that you can be faster. Thank you. And uh, she's got one more potion and she like she picks it up and it looks like it's another bird's eye and it's uh, floating in gelatin. And she says, this is similar to the one that you have over there. Uh, mm. uh, just a different eyeball. And she shakes it. I mean, wouldn't hurt. Thank, thank okay. you. Yeah. And then she makes enough because you left enough stuff. Everyone gets one more healing potion and you can just add like a lesser healing potion, a lesser, a minor, what is it? Minor elixir of life. Is that what it's called? Yep. Oh, is that what I gave you? The cockroach one? Yep. So a minor elixir of life. Everyone feel free to add one more of those to your sheet. And then as she's working, she feels herself sort of, uh, sort of, uh, good. And she's, oh wait. And she kind of goes in her back pocket and she pulls out. She's got, uh, uh, and she, she goes into her jar. She pulls out her pickled rat tail and she makes one more sort of potion. And, uh, she hands it to Reficule. And it's a pickled rat tail potion that is, she tells you it'll help protect against, like, sometimes when, when nail gobblers cut themselves on some of these parts, it, it hurts them, right? And then, you know, a few weeks later, they, they tense up and they can't move, right? They just die. This will help with that. This will help protect against, you know, those sorts of things. And she hands you something that would help protect against tetanus, essentially. A potion of protection <laughs> from tetanus. Yep, basically. So pretty much, I'll use this when I inject myself with the other thing. Right, right, yeah. What? She's, she's so confused. Right, so do you right. know, what, what, what do you know about the gnolls? Uh, vicious, angry, like, no, we just oh, we got that. Yeah, like we just want to sit here. We want, we want to live our lives, and we want to be left alone. We just want to, you know, build stuff and and build up Scrap City. And the Knoll showed up one day, and now everyone thinks we kill Longshanks. But we're Longshanks, right? And are we killing you? I look at the rusty syringe. <laughs> go check in with Lord Glass. He's worried about you. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. he is. Did did he send you to find me? 
Yep. Oh, do we get a reward from going back there? Oh, we we should go get it before we. Uh... Was I wasn't that little guy hiding something? Yeah. I think that's yeah. true. That, yeah, I think uh, the so driving away the gnolls was enough for the the treasure, um, and then um, I think there was no promise specifically for anything for Monty. Just talks of Monty and how they like Monty, but you might be able to, you know, use this as leverage to get more payment. Maybe once we clear out the gnolls. So that's or so you guys on. are here. You're All here to, to get rid of the gnolls, right? Right. So I have this great idea. Uh, I toppled this giant airship uh, right over them. Uh, it, it, it didn't work, you know. Again, I made a little miscalculation and things didn't go quite right. But, you know, we're, you're going to have a hard time getting through for two reasons. One, the giant airship is blocking the path. So you're going to have to find some way over or through. Two, it's haunted. Go on. It, it's haunted. That's why it's called the Wailing Scrapyard, right? We heard it. Ooh. Uh, anyone that, that tries to get near it near the engine uh, doesn't last very long. So be careful. Very well. Can we and I'm assuming the, the engine is directly just right in front of the path such that we couldn't move past going around the airship without running into it. That is correct. It is going from one scrap pile to the other. Although you could scale it. I'm sure you have a, a climber's kit, right? I look at the table. There is a climber's kit. You watch as she's like slowly like taking her climber's kit and trying to hide it. But um, we could only also, climb over it. Yeah. I think well, I mean, if we could move it. I think that's true. I'd be to uh, it, unfortunately, the way we toppled it, it's out of reach from the crane. The crane can't reach far enough. It was far, We used the crane arm to knock it loose, but now it's out of reach for the crane. So unless you are strong enough to pick up an entire airship, you're going to have a hard time moving it. Also, I guess theoretically, if somebody was able to get into the engine block and kick the engines to start it up long enough, you might be able to get it to drive far enough away for you to squeeze past. But again, haunted, right? You get to fly an airship? Oh, there we go. Decision's made. We're not going to be able to leave without getting on that bloody airship. Oh, they had the keys. Oh wait, no! You said to fix the engine block, though. Yeah, it's it's been out of operation for about twenty, thirty years. Just just scrap oh, now. Oh, I get to fly an airship. They say the captain loved his creation so much that she infused her love into its spirit. So what's she asking for? Another lover? They say she cries for her lover. Only What's I knew the name his... of our lover? Oh. I don't know. If only I knew. But uh I know the name of the ship. What is it? The Harpy's Kiss. Oh. So Wait, was she anyone... loving the Harpy? <laughs> uh. <laughs> is um in this case, does anyone have either Alkenstar lore or piloting lore? <laughs> I don't think so, but I just wanted to double check. I'm pretty sure we all have underworld lore. <laughs> right. Academia lore. 
Could oh, I yeah. have read some books in the library? I have Alkenstar lore. Do you really? Oh. Yes. Awesome. So why don't you give me? I'll put a, I'll put a, a lore check link for you in chat. Um. Oh, you know what? I might have added it to your character sheet to test something, but that's okay. You have Alkenstar lore now. You might, you might have, <laughs> all right. no. you have it now, you have that's it fine. Now. <laughs> uh, and take a plus, because you know the name, right, of the ship, uh, you can take a plus two circumstance bonus to this recall and plus ship. Plus two add We call that knowledge. Look at that. Oh, it's secret. You don't know what you got. I got to hide that roll for so you guys can't look on stream. Anyways, you rack your brain with the name The Harpy's Kiss. Uh, you come to uh, remember a story, an old-timey story that maybe old-timers would have told when you were a little younger, right? Um, of an old airship captain who commanded a ship named the Harpy's Kiss, and you're, you're trying to remember what was his name, what was his name? Or sorry, what was her name? What was her name? Wins Winslow? And it comes to you finally. Thera Winslow. That was the name. And Farrah Winslow is an old-timey captain who's well past her prime crashed her airship and never really recovered from the sort of loss of that ship and so when the harpy's kiss went down she didn't have her own ship anymore she was forced to sort of pilot other people's ship and she lost her prestige and now she spends most of her time drinking away her sorrows in taverns around alcastar she's still around she's still an active airship captain in the city um but this if this is true, what Monzi is saying, this would be Pharaoh Winslow's ship. Yeah, this is a Pharaoh's ship. She sometimes goes to that bar where the shield marshals visit, uh, kind of down on her luck. She's got, uh, you know, she still pilots stuff around. She's well past prime, kind of, you know, more sightseeing tours than anything. I mean, I'm not really sure you want to sightsee out of the man waste, but that's her ship. I wonder if, uh, wonder if you can fix it there, Anita, and we can give it back to her. Might be able to earn some favor with her. That sounds like a plan. But do we really believe that? Do we really believe in ghosts? Oh, yeah, 100%. I do. Yeah, for sure. Or. No, Mozzie's just nodding, like, uh huh. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess I, I have to see it to believe it, but I'm. Never seen one. Strikes me as wild that given the living waves generally in the direction of Alkansar, not one person risen in undeath in your entire time here to haunt a place. Hmm. Call it a silver lining. I'm ready if you all are. I uh, still feel like garbage, so I'm going to drink these. Uh, these items. Here, how? I'm not very hungry. You can take my granola. Oh my my good man! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use one of these. I'm gonna eat that one. That you have it out for. All right, crunch, crunch, That's crunch. Perfect. No. <laughs> you get one point of healing, and you get a little bit of cockroach leg stuck between your teeth, Was and maybe bad. a little bit in your Even whiskers. Even better. Whoops. Even better. All right, mm. now I'm okay. Well, I guess we can go. If you want to like spend the healing, because Monzi had to spend some time making these potions and stuff, you'd have a chance to do a another healing check on on how somebody another would. Another one. Yeah, because you treat him for an hour straight. At the end of that hour, he was already eligible 
It's from when you start treating wounds, not end. So, like, he was already eligible right at the end of your last treat wounds. I tried, but I failed. Drew, can you help me with that? Sir. Oh, I see the 14 there. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, you guys spend, you know, 10 minutes trying, and you both are unsuccessful in healing Hal, so it comes down to the. Uh, Granola bites, I guess. Or you waste this in the crossbow bolt. Or you can spend another hour here, knowing that every every time that takes by the shield marshals get closer on the behind you. Six, not bad. That's a little better. Well, hell, I'm just gonna eat these damn things because, I mean, they aren't as good as I kind of have to force them down. This kind of stuff's kind of terrible. Uh, All right, no point. in an hour. Can't eat them I when can try again in an hour. All right, I'm good. Let's go. All right. I'll pick up my torch. Monty just stands and waves and says, Good luck! And then she, she kind of like, kind of follows you guys a little bit and makes a look towards like the box and the lake and everything's gone. And as you guys are kind of walking away, you just hear behind like, What the hell have you guys done to my house? And she kind of walks over to like, look at like what you've done <laughs> to all her engineering. Um, I'm sorry, did you live in the box? <laughs> no, 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 no. But, like, I helped engineer the clog for that drain. Although, now that it's drained, I guess we could start with fresh water again. True. I just gotta... Huh. Yeah, no, a fresh start. That's exactly what we need. Uh, and she she begins, like, kind of, her mind starts calculating ways that she can, like, repair the grate and kind of start a new fresh water source for the like she never thought to like drain it. She's just lived with it, right? Can I, I get my God torch is. again? Yeah, yeah. Got so go ahead. All you need to do in your uh, inventory is just put it back in your hand. I took it off, dropped, change it oh, to held. Okay. And when you change okay. it to held, it'll give you like foundry. Foundry. Mm. Held. Oh, okay. All right. So you kind of move in the back here with you, Anita. Okay. Sorry, go take. Yep. You guys kind of come up, and as you kind of turn this corner, you see. Obviously, it's not hard to see. Maybe Anita can't see it because she can only see like sixty feet. But with like the moonlight cresting on the top, you see a once magnificent dirigible lying across the pathway of the scrapyard. The words "Harpy's Kiss" are scrawled in faded black paint along the side. It lies in a pile of scrap metal, leaning slightly starboard, blocking the path leading east to the west. Um, and on the top deck, you see, sort of in the backside of the ship, uh, exposed alchemical engine jutting from the planks, and you see, like, smoke just kind of hissing and rising. It almost looks like it's on, which makes no sense because it's not making any sound, but smoke is, like, hissing from the engine. And, and it's been broken for 30 years. Yes. And it's it's long, right? If you, if you measure this airship from front to back, it's well over like 120 feet. And it like it goes so far that it like is like cutting the scrap pile on the north side and you know, it's 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 blocking your path. Looking at it Saruk too, uh just with the way that there's railings and the sh the top deck of the ship 
it would be possible to scale this. It wouldn't be too hard. It would just be, you know, a climbing check that you guys could get up 10 feet over and you could probably get up and over without issue. Um, and Anita, you're eyeing the engine block that Monzi told you about. And you're pretty sure that given the state, like if you're going to repair this to fly, this is like a very long-term project because this thing is well destroyed and the engine probably needs a lot of work, let alone the rest of it. But you're pretty sure you might be able to like kick on the engines far enough to like make the back end kind of open like a door and like clear the south side of the scrap to give you guys enough space to climb through. It wouldn't make it fly, but it would move the propeller and have it like clear the way, if that makes sense. So there's multiple we, paths forward through this obstacle. Would we prefer to do that instead of um, risking the ghost? I think we're going to risk the ghost either way. Well, we can always just climb it. I'm surprised this thing could even still run at all after 30 years. Ah, that's why. Boy, Yota. <laughs> if you guys want to look for the ghost, you are welcome to try it. You guys want to take 10 minutes, you can do it. Give me a, a search slash perception as you search for any signs of a ghost here on the ship. I think rather I'm going to look over to how... What was the name of the person who owned this ship? Uh, her name was... Uh, it was uh, Farrah. Farrah Winslow. The fair Farrah Winslow. It's an old captain. The fair Farrah Winslow. Is there Give a response? Are you here? Do I have my temperature gun? <laughs> right in the fucking book! <laughs> so, so right you're saying... <laughs> describe to me, like, not just what you're saying, but, like, what are you doing with your movement? Where are you standing? Where in the ship are you, like, talking? Etc. Like, what is Saruk? How is Saruk he is just with... And if you think this is too much knowledge for me to have or you want me to, like, religion about it, let me know. But I just... If it's something that is haunted or a physical entity that is tied here, I'm hoping I can say something that is very intrinsic to the nature of their mm -hmm. death to make them manifest. As opposed to them manifesting when we're trying to climb up the side of this fucking thing. Right. So where on the ship are you trying to manifest it right you stand let's just say you you call out from like a safe distance and there's no response nothing happens from like 30 40 feet away i see okay so then from where the token is if i made a like 30 foot cone it would go over this part of the ship j just like shouting it okay yeah so i think then so while Saru let's just say saruga is doing this you're kind of going and like trying to get any attention you can from the ship you're starting on one side and sweeping. At first, like for the first few minutes, nothing's happening. Uh, what is everyone else doing in this sort of exploration moment? Can I, could I take the uh, the eagle eye potion? Yeah. And before doing my perception check. Yeah, you want to you want to pop open? What was it? It was like literally, uh, like a, a sparrow eye in something. Pinch your nose and drink it. Yeah, go yeah. ahead and make that make drink it. Add the effect to your token and make your perception check. Wild, we're actually burning our consumables as opposed to right. leaving them at the bottom of the loot. I, I never see that. This is this is wild. This is this what is if we need the one? See, the problem is, what if we get to the last boss? We're gonna need that perception. We need. Damn it! Damn Listen, it! Damn it! Damn it! You guys have made a friend. Demand. We got two back. though, right? You can come back and buy potions from her whenever you want in the future too. Nice. 
Right? She's Marge. your friend now. As long as Use Marge, you guys don't die and she doesn't die. <laughs> I used it. <laughs> okay. Refi is backing up. Uh, because how the fuck do you shoot a ghost? Mm-hmm. With a gun, typically. A 15. 15? With a plus one more on your perception checks so of 16 with your eagle eye potion. So you're scanning, yeah. looking for anything secret hidden, uh, any kind of ghost haunt. You, do, you don't see anything, Anita. Uh, and what about Hal? What are you? What the hell are you looking for, uh, Anita? Miss Mendoza, what are you looking for? Miss Mendoza. Um, yes, Miss Mendoza. I don't know. They said there's a ghost. I've never seen one. I was hoping that Oh, I'm going to look around for the ghosts, too. All right. Should we back up? I mean, a ghost is scary. I, could, I only know them from stories. Yes. Yeah, so should we no. back up? I'll look all... for the ghost as well. Okay. Yeah, okay. you can make a perception check, too. And uh, so Saruk is about to get to the point where something's going to happen. Uh, 12, okay. Nice looking there, Hal. Uh, you guys are all just like, yeah, there's no sign of a ghost. And Saruk, you get, you're kind of scanning, you're talking. You step to like right around this square and you, you call out over here. And as you do, there's finally a reaction. And it's where the engine block is. This smoke that's been pouring out, the thing that looks like it's working. Um, a loud whistle sort of goes off like a high-pitched train whistle that fills so loud everything in the whole scrapyard can hear it probably for miles around people can hear this like loud train whistle goes off and as it does um the the smoke sort of belches forth and you see like out of the smoke this spirit type creature falls out of the engine block up into the air and it looks like it's attached to the uh the engine itself so i'm going to show the art for this because it's pretty cool that is cool um wait what was the token's name uh ghostly robot it's called lonely machine spirit yeah close enough so it's a ghost but in and maybe what you're not used to or what you don't expect to see saruk especially with your religion knowledge it's not like a humanoid ghost it's literally the ghost of what appears to be a robot of some sort, which shouldn't really make sense. And on the backside, it's like a propeller and it flies with the little propeller as the ghost sort of howls um, out in anger. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna do this sort of... The reaction it, it does when you trigger it is this sort of whistle. Everyone within 30 feet is gonna have to make a fortitude save. Um, which is only Saru because everyone else backed up. I am a brave boy. Okay. I'm a brave boy who will use his hero point. All right. Use a hero point. One of your two, right? You had two? So is this one? Yeah. All right. Let's use it. Oh, using a hero point. Hero point. Nice. Slightly better. but Probably not enough. Not enough. It's still a fail. So as oh, the whistle goes off, you do take, oh, look at that, double ones, nice. two points of sonic damage, and uh, and it appears like in front of you, right? Um, we are sort of in this sort of back and forth between you and the creature. Uh, I will say it does appear to be this sort of haunt thing you were expecting. And okay. so now... As you said, right, these things are tied here with some sort of like something really important in this space is is what has 
tied it here. And based on the story from Monzi and what you know, it's tied to this engine block. So you need to exercise the spirit from the engine block. And you're pretty sure, since you know the name of the captain, using that will infer a huge bonus to sort of exercising that spirit. So, nice. would you like to exercise this creature? We gotta take the spirit to the temple of Torog. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yes. Or some Dwumba. So, you have some religious training. Out of everyone in this crew, you're probably the only man for this job. And with with the with assuming you use the, the Pharaoh Winslow name, you can go ahead and take a plus four circumstance bonus to this roll. Nice, nice. Okie dokie. And explain so just... like maybe role play like what you're saying, and then we'll make the roll and see how it works. In the name. So the the, the thing manifests. Saruk's ears begin to bleed. I put my multi pistol at my hip because I don't think it's going to be useful, and just continue walking forward. I'm so sorry. What was the name one more time? Pharaoh Winslow. The Pharaoh, Pharaoh Winslow. Winslow. The Fair Pharaoh Winslow. It's not a That's fantasy right. name, so it doesn't stick in my head. So just will, walking also, forward, just Pharaoh Winslow. The whistle also makes you stun one on the first turn, but this is a, this is we're kind of in the cinematic moment, so you have enough mind faculty to still do this, right? But you can feel it's like it's affected your mind in like an otherworldly way. Gotcha. Pharaoh Winslow. Get some uh, a plus four on that. I forgot yeah. to click on the thing. So 19. For a total of 19, uh, it actually is still a failure. Oh. Damn. Damn. So uh, you, you kind of walk forward as you call out to it. Uh, it. It's like, looks at you and says, where is my Pharah? And it like shoots a red hot gear, flies out of the engine block in your direction. And it makes, it makes a red hot gear strike against you, Saruk. Uh, total is an 18. That'll definitely hit. Uh, okay. Then you take a uh, total of six points of damage. Four of it is bludgeoning and two of it is fire. As the gear hits you and you feel it sizzle where it hits you and it tumbles to the side. Now, I want to give a moment here because we're sort of in this back and forth between these two entities. Are the rest of you guys just kind of like sitting on the side? Or you guys want to help aim? jump in? <laughs> Raffi, it's a go 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 ghost! Can I aim? To the gods. Like, I, I see Saruk. First of all, Anita is absolutely fucking stunned. It's like, uh. it's actually fucking real. And then she notices that, um, that Saruk's just yelling out her name. So she, and then he failed. So in her mind, she's like, maybe more people need to say her name out loud so if i yell it out would that give him like would that be enough to aid just be like Pharaoh winslow Pharaoh winslow Pharaoh uh, winslow so we can make that into a sort of aid check you might aid and help you might hinder and hurt right depending on your role yeah can't hurt worse than the flaming hot gears let me just let me just double check because I'd use it with so my... The plus four plums. bonus you're already getting is a circumstance bonus, and the eight is also a circumstance bonus, so it won't stack. But I will say this. You're looking... Like, you know, like, what you're trying to do is eject the spirit from the engine. You look at this less on a religious sense and more in a mechanical sense as you eye the engine block. If you were to run up, you might be able to, like, physically eject the creature out of the engine. Yeah, I'll do that. 
Okay. Kind of ties into what I was gonna do. Okay. I would have. I would have pulled my gun. Can't fucking shoot a ghost. What do I shoot at? Annie, what do I shoot at? Not the engine block. We need to fly this thing. But try, try the engine block. Guys, I told you how Anita is. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say this: even on this check, just as you're calling out Farah's name, you get a plus four circumstance bonus as you try to like eject it from the engine too, Anita. So uh, let's just start with that roll. Anita runs up. You're within the range of these hot gears that are going to be coming next round. You run up to the engine and you start fiddling with gears. Now you don't have engineering lore. I will allow a crafting check in this in its place with a slightly higher DC, uh, but you can get a plus four circumstance bonus. Thanks to knowing the spirit's name. As you guys keep calling out the name, you can tell, like, every time you say the name, it reels back, and it's it's affecting it, right? It's it's bringing it back to, like, it's... You're helping bridge that gap to, like, eject it, like, just by using this name. 26! Nice! That's that's gonna do it. So you run up, uh, you you go to the, uh, to the engine block, you start fiddling with things, it looks at you, you can see it get angry, you can see the gear in front of you, a red hot gear that's in the engine, starts spinning and burning and it's gonna fly at your face, and you pull a lever, and comically the whole ghost gets sucked in, and like, like bounces around the inside of the engine block, and out the back, oh, it just shoots out, like, and it, it like gets sucked in the engine, bounces around, out the tailpipe, and you just hear like, Thank you! As it like goes up in the air and it fades out, and you've exercised the lonely machine spirit by using crafting, because it's a it's a mechanical creature, right? It's not just a, a humanoid creature. It's a very unorthodox method of exorcism, and yet it works. Yes, we could fly the motherfucking ship. I think there are many steps before it's going to fly. You still want me to shoot the engine? No, not anymore, Rafi. She's out. Rafi thinks for a moment how badly this could go, picturing Anita at the wheel of this, like, out of control <laughs> airship, like, destroying the city. <laughs> thinks about shooting the engine. And then holsters his gun. <laughs> Sorry, another child emergency. Okay. Okay. So we've exercised the spirit. The the ghost the the ghost in the machine is gone. Out the back. Great job. <clears throat> so now that that thing is gone, Refi, do you think Anita can like move this thing out of the way? It's mechanical. She can get it working. That, even I if have it's no like doubt. a ghost, she can get it working. I mean, it seems like. Right. I didn't even know. I thought you had to be, you know, like, fleshy. Right. To be able to create a ghost. That's, That's what, what I, I always heard. too. Maybe, uh, maybe Anita's sick weapon since she can now control mechanical ghosts. I mean, anything mechanical, Annie's pretty much covered. Yeah, you said that. All right. Uh, let's see if she needs any help. Well, right. nose deep into this engine block. Saruk probably is too. Okay. Come on, Saruk, I have a light. This is, I don't need the light, but I appreciate it. 
without the without the uh, engineering lore, we are using crafting. It's the same thing. You can do it. It's just a little harder. Engineering lore makes it easier on the roll. But go ahead if you want to to try to work the engines and get this thing to move. Give me a crafting check. I'm gonna oh. aid Adida. All right. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. Not enough to give an aid here, but Anita, go ahead and make your crafting check with no discernible bonus. Uh, I have one more hero point. Okay. So I rolled an eighteen, but I'd like to use a hero point. Eleven on the dice. Let's use that hero point. Be sure. And it would be. Ah, I was almost the sixteen. Thirteen. Okay. So you guys spend the better part of like 15, 20 minutes fiddling with this thing. You're you're close, Anita. You feel that this is not b beyond your capabilities. It's just really old and busted, and maybe the the ghost has messed with it a little bit. Um, interestingly enough, too, after the ghost was gone, the smokiness is completely gone. There's no more smoke coming off it, and it's cool to the touch. Like it hasn't been running. The whole sort of effect of being the smoky running engine was all part of the haunt in the first place. Um, but, so maybe it's just cold. Maybe you got to warm it up a little bit before it'll get going. Like like a lawnmower. I, Give it a nice hard pull, right? Could I use like an oil, the one of the oil pints to help me with this check? Sure. Would that, yeah? Would that give yeah, me like I'll, a bonus? <laughs> I'll give you a plus one item bonus from the oil. All right. I have so no doubt in your abilities. It wasn't a critical fail or anything. You just regular failed, so, you know. Alright, don't critically fail. On with oil. I'm gonna eight again. Yep, let's make that eight again. 20, perfect! Hey, nice. The plus one item bonus oh. and the plus one circumstance bonus. Sweet! Thank you, sir. Sadie, sadie. 23? Alright, 23. So, putting your minds together, using the oil, and warming the engine up, it does work. So yes. let's let's watch this awesome macro. Oh, is it gonna fly? <laughs> Where is it? So you turn it on, right? The engine starts oh, kicking and the propeller's in the back, but it's on its side, so the propeller starts goo, 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 hitting the ground oh, and the sorry. dirt and the scrap metal. And right, and and it like sort of really haphazardly like pivots around the front end as the propeller drags it across the like scrapyard floor you guys have to back up so the giant propeller blades don't chop you up and it's very loud as a ju -ju 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 -ju, and it kind of crashes into that northern edge of the scrap pile and leaves a big sort of rut in the ground and then as it gets over there it sputters out and then the engine dies again but you have successfully you know opened. scrolled to the left and seen things yes so, oh god. So uh how do I Watch out. Couldn't even Knowles. see it. You weren't fucking Knowles. Knowles. Oh I gotta do that. So with with the pathway oh, open and here's the thing, this was super, super loud, right? And it took a look like took a few moments to happen. As the whole thing's go 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 turn turning, you guys turn and look. There's a campfire on the other end that comes into focus, and there's four knolls that have like are just sitting around the campfire and they have kind of on the spigot over their fire what looks like a small dog of some sort like a small dog sized creature roasting on the fire and all of them turn and look in your direction as you, 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 
as the the oh, engine there. goes, right? And and you lock eyes from a pretty far distance away, right? Like about 120 feet away from the nearest knoll. They look at you and they like grab their weapons and like they're like standing ready for you as there's like right in this tense moment between you and them, a tumbleweed blows between the two camps. You can see now, they absolutely are mutated. One of them has, like, a second head that flops below the neck. It doesn't look functional, but it's there. Another one has, like, a third arm that kind of comes around the back. Some of them have an eye, like, in the middle of their forehead and, like, a closed-over eye socket where one would be. These are definitely the mutated mana waste type things that you've seen from long exposure to the mana storms, how? Uh, sorry, yeah. wrong scrap guard, and we put the ship back and close it. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk to you about your blimp's extended warranty. <laughs> Is that a dog? Sir Rick draws his well, multi-pistol in his ranged mode. Well, you guys look at Anita's so confused because everyone's like... Draws his pistol. Well, if you step over a little, Anita, <laughs> you can see because there is a campfire where they are putting light on them. So how <laughs> the dog the dog is, is the... the <laughs> the thing that pushed it over the edge for you, Hal? Yes, it I is. I guess that makes sense. That does Do we have sense. time between, oh god, the rotary blade's gonna cut us in half, and oh god, the bad guys to maybe eat a cockroach or two? Yeah, I mean, the the whole <laughs> thing took like a minute, 30 seconds to a minute, to sort of move its way over, which gave you guys some time to prepare. Because you would have nice. noticed, you would have noticed the campfire and the knolls coming up before the whole thing shifted, so you had some time to get prepared. Um... But yeah, I mean, like how much? It, uh, about 30 seconds. Oh, never mind. I was going to treat No, it doesn't take quite that long. Um, but like they they howl, they're like battle cries. They are now excited for even more meat on the menu. And it seems like this is about to come to blows. So we can go ahead and roll initiative. Just prepare. So can I ask Hal if he can put my ever-burning torch at like? Hal, could you put your ever? Could you put my torch in like your belt hoop or something? Because I have no. I thought you were gonna say. I literally. <laughs> <laughs> can you hold on to this? Bell I see hands in for you. You're making me put my Go with the engine. No ball. Saruk <laughs> will put the, the ever-burning torch in the, like, the holster feels wrong, but where the mace normally hangs. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> right, if, if you want to give him the item, or I guess I can drag it between the characters, it's pretty easy, so I don't yeah. think I have that module enabled. Uh, I'll, put, oh, I'll put... Siri said... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I feel like rolling crafting for initiative feels like the right thing to do here. Wow. I feel like these are also that lead I'm pursuing. The gnolls. <laughs> absolutely one of your, is absolutely a lead for sure. Nobody likes you when you're 23. Uh, perception. I can't for roll for my initiative. You can't roll, Huggum. Oh, oh, I'm here. Um, I don't see the carousel. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I had to repop out the encounter tracker. No, why, why did I roll high? 22. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I had to click it again. I, I, I have dice like that IRL. 
Okay. Well, your dice the, looks really the nulls, nice. The gnolls got a 23. And ties go to the gnolls. Uh, so. I think they all are. Uh, hmm. There's no stealth element here. It's just like a wide open shot. So I think they each, they're all holding like this sort of. Uh, almost like a little club type sap thing. And they, uh, I guess they just charge. So they have a movement speed of 25. So each one of them will reaction sprint the distance to close the distance on you guys. Man, I'm so happy they didn't have bows. Right? Yeah, they do not look like they have uh, any like bow in their hand or anything like that. All right, but that's three actions as this pack of like howling hyenas and their battle frenzy come running your way. Uh, Saruk. Alrighty, untap up, keep. What does the Let's dice go. say? Black Lotus. Says bad times. <laughs> yeah, in 11. God, we wish. It's not in oh, your, God. it's not in your, uh, not a good roll, put it that way. Not good. So then rather than targeting that one, I think instead, Saruk is going to try to remember how to, is it like this? I'm trying to remember how to measure tokens, so I don't have to go 5, 10, 15, 20. I'm just going to stride to here and raise my shield. Okay. Stride forward. Shield goes up. And that'll do it. All right. Um, Anita. I'm trying to fix camera issues on my end at the same time running the combat. Anita. All right. So... For... Okay, so with my short bow, I'm gonna try and I don't have a clear shot on either. Do I have a clear shot on this fellow? Uh, no. Steven Stereo. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Uh, from where you are, no, it would be a plus one circumstance bonus. All right. No, Matt. I would like to move so that I could get a clear shot on one of them. So I'll move here and. I will take a shot with my crossbow at this knoll. Crossbow or Sorry, short bow? Sorry, short bow, short bow. Short bow. Okay, go for it. So that will be... Ba -ba -bam, a natural <laughs> one! <laughs> I miss Wybert! No, <laughs> Wybert fails in chat, or Anita fails in chat. And then I would... For my third action, I'm going to aid the next person that will attack. Okay. How are you aiding? Like, what are you using to aid? I will take a cue from Rafi's um, Tosa and do a faint attack. Okay. Very cool. Uh, that brings us to Halbrant. Oh, so Hal's got his coat pistol out. I don't know uh -huh. what this does, but uh, it's out. And then he... You are He's in dim light to... at this point. If you wanted to do your sneaky thing, you're, you're far enough away from Saruk at least. But uh, I don't think so. I'm gonna move up here. Okay. Um. Wait, is that where I want to go? Where Watch in front. Not in front of me. Not in front of him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's pigeons here in the scrap <laughs> here. I'm gonna move up one more. To get into range, and I'm gonna take a shot with my coat pistol. 
All right. This this person right here. Would that be an attack uh, roll? From it me? is an attack roll. Yeah. So you want to aid uh, on this one? You can make your deception check, Anita. This is uh, this is what their kind of token art they give me. This is sort of mutated, crazy null. Oh my god, that is the coolest oh. thing since that goblin. Natural oh. twenty. Natural twenty deception. That's gonna give Hal a plus two circumstance bonus on your strike. Up. Oh, well, that's eighteen is a hit. An eighteen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hit, not a crit. They're not very heavily armored, right? They're agile and they're wearing leather. Uh. Two points of damage. Bing! Little coat pistol goes. Pew. I look over my shoulder and say, You're gonna have to tell me where you got that gun, Refcule. <laughs> That's my turn. Uh Did you have a third did you have a third action? Uh I had to move up twice. Oh you had to move up twice, got it. Okay. Uh Refcule. I draw my pistol. Mm -hmm. I will step ten feet. Ten paces. Right. And sit, yell back, yell back to, to Hal. I don't think you want to pay the price for this pistol. And I will shoot at the closest knoll. Okay. You got all those Anita crits in chat. That's right. I didn't call it out. You got a natural 20 crits in chat. Go Refi. Let's see another natural twenty, maybe. Mm. Not quite. Not quite. It spun uh, up. Hero point. I don't have any. I'm um, sure you did use one. I'm going to second action. Use my recounters reload. Okay. And I would like to make an intimidation check against the first one. All right. So we're using the demoral. That was a warden shot. Next one goes through your heart. Ooh, I like it. Uh, yeah, demoralize. Intimidation check. Go ahead and make a demoralize. Ooh. 11. That's almost an 18. <laughs> uh, also, a demoralize check has to be within 30 feet of you. Oh, fair enough. And interestingly enough, it seems short, but either way, an 11 is not enough to beat their will, DC. So, uh... I still say what I say. You still say what you say. Yeah. Um, At least they're not then, immune for the first time to your ability. Right. Just, Third uh, action, I will also uh, aid in Saruk's attack, the faint attack. Okay. While I go change my or uh, change my dice again. <laughs> All right. Well, the crack, the clash is coming. So uh, this one action to move up into range. Um, actually, they're going to do something a little different. Uh, no, no, that's fine. This one runs up here and is going to clash with Saruk. So one action to stride into range. Second action is going to... And now, now that it's up close, you can see it's covered in like, these gross pustules and disgusting boils and sores, uh, Saruk, right up on you. And it re comes with its jaws and tries to strike you with its jaws. A 15 misses because nice. of the raised shield. Your shield comes up and deflects nice. against the jaws. Um, 
and then with its third and final action it uses its third action to to kind of bring the like sort of sap it has and try to like kind of clobber you in the back of your head with a multiple attack penalty uh 10 misses all right um this one here behind you watch as he like kind of goes to his side and he pulls a little bola like off of his hip and picks it up and starts like 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 uh flailing it over the top of his head and is going to attempt to do a ranged trip onto Saruk. I was afraid of that. So uh this is going to be a an athletics check. I got this. Do I perhaps get a bonus for cover? Uh it's weird because it's not an attack roll. Yeah, I'll give you a plus one circumstance bonus. Uh, 15. With a plus one circumstance bonuses causes that to just fail. Right, so it bounces off his ally and the bowl uh, like skips down Woo! the middle of the scrapyard and just misses. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of curses his luck. And then um, with his third and final action, will... Uh, come up here and engage between you and Hal. Um, this one back here will move up 25 feet. Same thing. Third, second action pulls the bola out. Third action, range trip on the Hal. So that's going to be a athletics check against Hal. Uh, 10, not even close. It hits your leg and wraps around it, and you just kind of, like, look down and, like, kick it free, right? Not even close to, like, having a force. Um, and then this one, one stride to here. Second stride gets to here. Um, and with his third action, he's gonna target Saruk with another, uh, Jostrick. Uh, 12's gonna miss. Nice. All right. Bobbing Not me, much Saruk. damage. Saruk, you're kind of surrounded. Tap up, keep device strut! Going at the one in front of me. I will take the 19. So they're running past. The first one comes up to try to bite into Saruk. I think Saruk gets the shield up under, like somewhere in the mouth-ish to hold it in place and keep it from biting. And then when the sap comes over and there's a bit of exposed arm, gritting his teeth and clenching his jaw very hard so not to taste this, just like <laughs> leans in and tries to like go for the veins on the wrist. I will take a 19, duff it hit. It hits. Nice. And devising a stratagem, we're using in fact our, uh, <laughs> I don't know if Richard wants to say it or me, but. My tusks! <laughs> <laughs> so five points of damage. Uh, hurts. Yes. No, go ahead. I guess so I wouldn't really need to do a feint attack with your device's stratagem then. I guess technically you're good. It's, it's awkward. You could have made it one higher, I think. Yeah. Right. So as you bite into this creature... Um, it like kind of rise in pain away from you and um, as it struggles like your shield kind of hits some of the pustules on the chest 
and it explodes and boils just by being hit with a melee attack. The the pus sprays over the melee attacker. Uh, I need you to make a reflex saving throw. Yeah. It's also afraid of that. Uh, 17, perfect. Uh, you so that was, you, you rolled for your own monster. Oh, yeah, right. I, I clicked the wrong thing. I tried to put it in chat, but I clicked it. Okay. So. <laughs> Wait, do they also nope. hurt themselves? Jesus. <laughs> be- oh, I mean, I totally had a 17. It's fine. 14, is, me. 14 <laughs> is a success. You get out of the way as the, uh, the like thing splashes out of the way. You're good. You don't take any acid yeah. damage. But it's still standing. Excellent. And then third action is to keep my shield somewhere in its mouth where it cannot bite me. And then that's right. Okay. Now, I will say one of your um, actual leads was these gnolls, right? I think Devise mm-hmm. a Stratagem is free oh. when it's on your you know what? Devise target. a stratagem is free when it's against. I'm instead, you know, I'm gonna from a second action. Instead, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit this dude with my tusks. Now, I haven't, I haven't used my reaction yet, so now I'll use it. Okay. So you make a deception. Faint, faint attack. Yep. The foe Noel flinched. Mm-hmm. That's a 23. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Uh, for sure, that's a success. So you get a plus one circumstance bonus to your attack. Circumstance plus one added for mod. Because I have to put something in there. Okay, so just making sure I have all of this correct. I know you I did do. try to reload because you did the Recontra's reload. But... Yeah, I did. I, saw, I see the icon now. Ooh. No. Uh, 15 hit him? 15 hits. Nice. They take considerably less damage, but uh, also more. Seven damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's fine. It's going to hit. Um, I need another reflex save from the acid pus. Blah. <laughs> Gross. As you're biting into these pustules. Natural 20. Oh. Nice. Uh, yeah, absolutely no damage. And when it takes that last bit of damage, this one, this one is dead. Crits in the chat for Sarut. Yeah, Sarut crits in chat, everyone. Turn towards the rest of them, shield turning their direction. Okay. Just kind of like, as the shield comes up, wipe some of the gore off of my tusks, and that is me. The fact that you could bite into it and not take any damage from the acid splashback is is what a natural 20 is all about. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not biting their tusks. I just have to, I have that's, two daggers which grew out of me. That's true, that's people. true. Um, Anita. All right, I would like to hit this one with my short bow. I'll try for my first action. Okay. That will be uh, a 12. I'm 12 not meant to fight. <laughs> and let's see, how could I help everyone? I got no materials. Dun, dun. Sorry. Oh, I'm gonna try again. Okay. Multiple attack penalty. Oh wait, no. Could I try and can I see first if I can? Nope, I can. What are you trying to um, do? Um <laughs> I'll try it again. I'll try hitting it again. Okay. Multiple attack penalty. Come on. Best shot. <laughs> Hey, uh, it's an 18. Ooh. A flat an eight, 18. An 18 hits. <laughs> Sweet. 
We got it. We got a hit from Anita. Two points of damage. I said two. Oh, shit. Luckily, at range, there's no asses. There's no pus flashback. Oh, okay. Uh, third attack, I will aid by saying, Oi, I'm sure we could talk this out using diplomacy for my aid action. Okay. All right. What language are you speaking in? Uh, they're gnolls, but they dealt with the goblins. <laughs> I mean, celestial. What goblin? Want to try goblin? Okay, yeah, we'll try goblin. Uh, Hal. All right, Hal's gonna drop his pistol, grab onto this knoll. Raise his sword and bring it down. Okay. Uh, that is... Okay, and so do you have one hand pistol, one hand sword going into the fight? And you just drop the pistol? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he is flanked because, the uh, you know, the two allies providing flat-footed condition. So he's flat-footed. You can go ahead and make your strike. Do I get to um, aid? Yeah, Come you on. can make the aid, Anita. Uh, you, your aid goes off. Uh, you can make a diplomacy roll. It's going to be at negative four. They don't understand Goblin. <laughs> that must be a mistake. That's the language my food speaks. Oh, uh, minus four, 17. Oh, it still helps. Uh, oh, that's not with the minus four. Sorry, that was just the straight no, roll. No, that so is the line um, 17, yeah. So 17, yeah. So uh, it doesn't help, but how with your 27 on the dice, that is that's a crit. Crit in chat, roll crit damage. Come on, how? Ooh, 16 oh, nice. damage. This thing nice. had no chance. Completely decimates it. The splashback of the pus. Uh, you need to make a reflex save. How? That's an 18. No problem. You avoid all of the splashback. Second action. I'm going to move up. Okay. To uh, right here next to... And yep. I'm going to attack this one here right next to Saruk. This one's also flat-footed. So, map attack. Roll. That's a three, so that misses. A seven is not going to hit, unfortunately. It's all right. You killed one in one blow, so... That's my huh? turn. Okay. Uh, Reficule. All right. I'm going to... Shoot the one here. Is he considered flat-footed to everybody, or just to the people flanking? Just to the people flanking. Alright. I'll still shoot him. He would be flat-footed because I snagged strike him. No, you but didn't. You missed. You did, oh, and missed. then he died. I killed the other guy. <laughs> you <laughs> you did kill him. Right off. You snagged one head off, and all he has now is his little second floppy head. Well, I mean, he would be flat-footed, right? Because he's prone and dead. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shoot the body a bunch. You're not technically wrong. <laughs> Good call. Um, All right. Let's see. Uh, at least it's a hit. A 14 is a hit, yeah. Not a crit, but it is a hit. Jeez. Your dice, man. Not, not, feeling, not feeling it tonight. That's okay. two points of damage. Two points of damage. Uh, I'm going to 
Stride. Okay. Next to Annie for my second action. Third action, Recontours Reload. And, uh... Yep. I'm going to try Intimidation. Just, uh... With the gun, though. Just, like, point it at him. Like, again. More of a gesture. Okay. Okay. If you'll allow it. So, demoralize. Wait, do you have to have feet for that? Uh, you, you, your feet allows you to demoralize. You don't get it. You don't take a not a penalty for speaking the language. If you're using, if you're not speaking a language, or if you're doing something that's not language based, you oh, you take the minus four penalty regardless. Um, so you do the gesture. If you want to try speaking while you do it, I'll let you make a straight roll. Uh, what language? Depending on what language you pick. It's a little um, weird that this, you know, pointing a gun at someone absolutely is like a universal language in a way, you know, but there are feats that, that, that allow you to do that. So if you don't have it, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I really only speak common in one other language. So, Perfect. uh, common works. I'll use common in one other language. Wink. <laughs> yeah. Common works. It speaks of common. So you can make a straight, uh, intimidation check. All right. Say, you want to end up like your friend? There. You might want to run. Perfect. I don't and, think uh, they'd understand you. <laughs> so let me make that intimidation check. This is against their will, the will DC. Man, the dice are not your friend tonight. It was almost a 17, and I'm going to change my dice again. He looks at turn. you and he goes, what? Yes, it didn't work. Change uh, browser. It's, it's the accent. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just become. Uh, so uh, the the these guys do get their turn. Um, I think this one here is going to step around. You make the swing and you miss Hal, and he uses that like momentum to step to flank you with his ally, and then he's going to target you with a uh, with a jaw strike. Hello. 18? 18 hits how? Okay. So 18 is going to be three points of piercing damage. And then um, I guess third action will be another jaw strike with a penalty. Uh, 18 mm -hmm. hits. Hits uh, for another one point of piercing damage. This one over here, now that you're flanked, um, he's going to try to, uh, he uses his like extra like big tentacle arm and tries to sweep your leg and tries to knock you prone. So this will be uh, a 17. Now I forget, is trip against reflex or forge? I think it's reflex, right? Mm. Okay, so what's your reflex Both are plus seven, so 17 meets you so that's all it needs so it knocks you and you fall prone so I'll put the prone condition on how you guys watch this how gets sweeped to the ground and then with his second action he takes a multiple attack penalty jaw strike against you uh, 15 still misses or hit by zero plus zero it hit it hit because of the flat footedness -footed. yeah and the, the proneness yeah. but the flat footedness so uh two and then um 
I mean, it doesn't have a lot. I guess it'll just try to use its sap for its third and final action. Uh, six. Nope. Alright, Saruk. Okie doke. Gotta devise a stratagem. Alright, it it's gonna be a 15. I'm gonna use my hero point. Yeah, I have one more. I'm gonna okay. get real greedy. Alright, 25. I do nice. considerably like a 25 better. Uh, targeting the one I should have declared that before I said I was doing the thing. Fuck. Uh, I guess the <laughs> one over on uh, Saruk's left. Okay. Uh, presuming that a 25 is a critical hit, I would like to shoot him with my gun. You pull out the gun, you fire. A 25 is a critical hit. Nice. Okie doke. Checking all of the things. Big, deadly, or fatal dice is big. Ooh. Zavadin boys of damage. The see those Saruk crits in chat? Yes, Saruk crits in chat. Yeah, the mace pistol comes up. Blam. Uh, just completely decimates it in one shot. Ooh. And then we're gonna, I think, second action. Oh, God. I guess we're gonna... Or rather, first action. Or no, no, I had that right. Yeah, Math yeah, right. with your friends is fun. <laughs> I'm gonna... I don't wanna... It's like I could get in a flank, but I don't wanna block the ranged characters. So I think I'm just gonna, for my second action, I'm block. Here. You can block me, that's fine. Refuse might shoot me. I'm scared. And then third action is keep my shield raised. <laughs> that's that's, that's a fair. That's a fair. That's a fair fear. Shield up. Shield up. Okay, Anita. Okay. Uh, I would try and shoot this fellow. Okay. I swear he was just in the way. I wasn't aiming for him. <laughs> that's oh. a nine. Nineteen is a hit. Yeah, let's go, Annie. Oh, nice. You kill it. Oh. Anita, Anita, you killed the last mole. Go ahead. And, and how do you want to do this? How do you want to get blood on your Nervously, hands? Nervously, I try and remember the tips and tricks that not only uh, Kojak taught me, but also of Maeve. So I take in a breath, and then on the inhale, hold it aim and then use all of my little tiny strength to pull on the string and shoot this fellow just hoping and praying it hits somewhere yep right into the third eye that's in his forehead and it just topples over like right onto like Hal's prone and it falls over like on the Hal's like prone body and and, and then uh, I look at Ruffy hey, did you see that Ruffy did you see that it is good did bloody good. I still miss why, but <laughs> and and so we can move the body off Hal and help him up. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, Miss Mendoza. I said I would help you build that robot back, and I, I'm a man of my word. Whatever you need, you let me know. I might not have enough, but <laughs> you let me know anyways. Thanks, Rook. I know how. Mm. Not a bad showing. Uh, I mean, yeah, you got. You look around. You guys are very lightly damaged. You know, you, you got off pretty scot free, and, and as you kind of glance down at the rest of the 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 null camp, there doesn't appear to be any other movement or any other creatures down there. It looks like perhaps you've you know actually taken care of the null problem after all. Um, so that all we get is that last shot, like Hal's eyes looking at the like dog-sized roast spigot on the campfire. 
You're not sure it's a dog. It just looks dog-sized. Get closer. Oh. Take a look. Make sure right. it's not sale. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You move in closer. Uh, definitely not sill. It doesn't look... It looks too big to be sill. So, you know, if sill was here outside in the mana waste, like far from town, it'd be pretty bad. You're, you're safe. It's not sill. I'm not that mean. But... Uh, <laughs> You, you, as you, as you kind of like look, you see like behind like the the crates, there's sort of a trash pile full of like bones, and not only like animal-sized bones, human-sized bones, and discarded, pit clean. These gnolls have been feasting on whatever creatures and meat they could get their hands on for however long they've been set up here. Humans, pets, stray animals, goblins, you name it, they eat it, and. Uh, for now, it appears you've at least avenged this poor bit roasted duck. Y'all, uh, y'all did a good thing because you look over here and it's every kind of creature, person, or anything else you could see they've been eating. So um, I don't see anything else. Maybe we should head to the sewer. You think we can get there by now and make it to Phoebe's by the time the sun comes out? I should let Glass know that is probably yeah. what am I saying? Oh, yeah. I'll go start walking back towards the goblin camp. Okay. Oh yeah, we still got all the treasure. Can I loot the goblins' body? Uh, the gnolls' bodies? Is there? <laughs> loot the goblins as <laughs> you well. You kill one thing and your whole person <laughs> can also get it from the goblins, Refi. So each, each, so yeah, so each gnoll has like a sap. Uh, one of these bolas, you, two actually, each one has two of these oh. bolas you can throw if you want to range trip on things. Um, and also, they they have like a sort of patchy leather armor that you could take. So anything on their bodies that you want to take, feel free to to loot. You should have you should be able to drag off their bodies to your token, I think. Right? You can loot their bodies. Take a bolo. Okay. Um, and and so I can't, I can't see anything. Yeah. So Rook starts heading back towards the goblin camp, uh, and it looks like. Uh, it, it, you know, there are tents. You haven't pitched, like, gone through their tents. They might have more belongings here um, in their, like, storage that they don't keep on their body. But uh, we, we have, you know, Anita picking through the, the things, maybe somebody else going through the tents, and Saruk heading back towards the goblin camp to uh, tell them the null situation's been dealt with. And I think that's when uh, the camera sort of pulls up out of the, the scrapyard a bit, and we can see just how much this place has changed, you know, the giant airship is now cleared and, and pushed against this northern stack the the pond is drained the giant metal box has crushed the grate destroyed the rust ooze or at least kicked it down the drain for somebody else to deal with down the line uh and the goblins see kind of you coming and have heard all this loud noise going on and they all like patiently like await sarut coming and they're like bracing for the good news and the last thing we see is like very close it's like the uh, the shield marshals just keep working, and it looks like you know we hear one of them basically say like we'll be through in thirty minutes. What was what was that eerie train whistle in the middle of a scrapyard? And like the orcish woman's like they say this place is haunted, and they both kind of look up, and we see like the moon in the sky, and that's when we fade out to black for this week's episode. Nice. Hey.